scheme to lure me towards this mobile suit? Gun. I have been waiting just for you. Welcome to Gundam at MHQ, episode 28. Uh, this is Chris, and I'm joined as always by Neo and Sobro. And uh, this episode's going to be pretty different from what we usually do. We have the long awaited Gundam Roundup on G Savior with uh, special guest Peter providing a defense for uh, the movie. And <laughs> so everyone knows in advance, it's going to get pretty heated during that uh, conversation, but you know, it's all in, it's all in good fun. So, uh, you know, don't, don't take it too seriously. Even <laughs> if we sound, we're about to tear each other's throats out. <laughs> I don't know where you would get that impression. And we also have the long, long requested and long awaited second live calling show, which uh, is going to be a lot bigger than our last one for <laughs> obvious reasons, as you'll see in a few moments. So there's nothing else that needs to be said, so I'm going to turn this over right away to Neo for the latest installment of Neo's News without any interruption from Solbro. That's right. <laughs> this is the Solbro Free News. Um, this is actually going to be coming courtesy of our fine folks at GundamNews.net. Everybody knows that 2009 is the 30th anniversary of Mobile Suit Gundam, the original show, and there is now an official website uh, that has been posted up in Japan, and it is GundamThirtieth.net. There's some preliminary information on there, a lot of some comments from uh, Yoshiyuki Tamino, basically a lot of it being for the past 30 years, all the successes, being able to have it Gundam exposed to new fans and, you know, for the continued success of the franchise. And so uh, definitely go visit those guys. They have a couple of different things on there, um, you know, a couple of different things about the 30th anniversary website, and they'll be updating it as much as possible as new things go up on the website. Uh, there are some rumors, uh, and this is part of an article that was, came off of Amazon Japan's website, and it's dealing with Yoshiyuki Tamino. Basically, you know, since 2009 is the 30th anniversary, there's going to be a lot of festivals in Japan planned after the conclusion of 00's second season there, and uh, there's going to be you know further development from the side of Gunpla, and you know there's there's uh, seems to be a lot of favoritism towards uh, Gundam Unicorn and Hardgraph Gunpla. So there's, um, you know, a lot of rumors are going to be floating around and, you know, definitely go visit those guys at GundamNews.net to, uh, you know, get the latest information and we'll be passing it along to you as long as we can. Back to some listener submitted news articles. And this comes courtesy of Rushi Raparouge. The perfect grade, a stray red frame has been confirmed. Uh, they're going to be able, they're going to be releasing that. And uh, along with that, there's going to be um, Bandai's going to be releasing a VF25 that's going to be coming soon, also. So uh, yeah, it's uh, you know for all those model persons out there like myself, I can't wait to do the perfect grade of uh, Lowell's uh, red frame there. A little bit of sad news here: voice actor Osama Ichigawa passed away, and basically his claim to fame, if anybody would know, is as Norris Packard from 08th MS team in the Japanese version. He's also done roles in Space Battleship Yamato, Brave Raideen, Combatler 5, Machine Voltos 5, and some of the Kami Rider series. He was also in the Macross television series as Gold Boldine Zer 
and which you know he appeared in the original show and do you remember love and he also did a lot of roles within the super robot wars franchise so a uh, little bit of sad news but you know great man passed away but he gave us a lot of great stuff you know while we were um enjoying that but um another article here from the demon lord of l5 and this is actually a little bit of news mainly on you know something that might actually um you know put some excitement and maybe hopefully we'll see the fruits of it over here but uh, bandai has actually began operations with technicolor and they've began this with technicolor and technicolor is going to be responsible for the replication of the majority of bandai standard definition titles including back catalogs and upcoming releases Technicolor is the world's largest DVD and Blu-ray disc manufacturer and is capable of producing 2.1 billion discs a year. So hopefully we can you know, start seeing, uh, as we've seen, F91 and Char's Counterattack was in Blu-ray over in Japan. Hopefully we can start seeing some of that come over here as it seems that Bandai is starting to make a push again to uh, bring some Gundam over here. But lastly, uh, this is our last n- uh, news article from Vent Noir. And this is a little game news. And you know everybody here is always excited when there's new Super Robot Wars games coming out, but there's been uh, Super Robot Wars K has been announced for the DS, and some of the series featured in it are Mazinger Z, Dan Gaio, Overman King Gainer, Virtual on Mars, Go Danner, Go Danner Second Season, Gundam Seed, and Gundam Seed Destiny. But there are some new series that are going to be in this one, and it's going to be Gundam Seed CE Stargazer, Guy King is going to be in it, Kotenshin Gene, Zoids Genesis, probably a personal favorite of Chris's, Gun X Sword, and Fafner of the Azure. Once again, like we've always said, uh, the DS games are you know region free, so when they come out, you definitely want to pick that up, you know, for us. And basically, that's the current incarnation of uh, Super Robot Wars and we'll let you know when the release dates are coming up on that. Other than that, that's the news at this point, Chris, so throw it back to you. Alright, we'll be right back with the uh, live call-in segment. You're listening to Gundam at MHQ. I'll be damned if I'm gonna clean up this mess! <laughs> Next on level nine. Moving on, best, <laughs> best RPG. RPG. Ooh, this will be tough. I'm already freaking absolutely, absolutely pissed by just skimming over this. <laughs> you have no idea. Oh. Fable two, Fall three, Warhammer Online, Age of the Reckon. World Ends with You for the DS of all the <laughs> RPGs that came <laughs> out this year. The world ends. You put a MMO RPG in here. Okay, and the world ends with you. Now, the world ends with you got some high ratings. I didn't play it, but people loved it. Where the f*** is Tales of Vesperia? No comment. You know, where the hell's that one, which was a really highly rated RPG that came out for the 360? Mm-hmm. You know, um, even I'm even shocked that freaking Infinite Undiscovery's not on here. Yeah, that's um, true. Did Lost Odyssey not come out this year? It did, I think. Yeah, I think so. You know, I, I really can't remember. It's, it's It boggles the f- Infinite mind. Undiscovery was... Um, I wouldn't by, put that in here. It was, by most, though, it was kind of underwhelming. Yeah, I wouldn't put that in here, but seriously, you know, like... Uh, seriously, Tales of Asperia, uh This will probably go to Fable. You even have um another Tales of Symphonia that came out for the Wii. Just recently came out. It just boggles the mind. Mm-hmm. Fable 2, I can understand. Fall 3, I can understand. Warhammer Online, our agent, should not be in this. <laughs> should not effing be in this. Yeah. I am so... 
sorry. Why don't Best they just RPG. have an MMO category? Yeah. Especially now. I mean, MMOs have been around many, long enough. War, uh, World of Warcraft, World of Warcraft Burning Crusade, <laughs> World of Warcraft Wrath of the Lynch King, and Warhammer and Age of Conan. Winner goes to Age of, uh, <laughs> World of Warcraft Age of Conan. Wrath of the Lynch King. Funny. I can't believe it beat up Burning Crusade. But anyway, it just boggles <laughs> my mind that you have those two in here. You can't play in the man's game. You can't close them. Then go home and tell your wife your troubles. <gasps> oh! Oh! Damn you, Roger! Damn it! Damn you! Welcome back to the show. This is fresher than Pantasia. That's right, Gundam, NMAHQ. Way back in summer of 08, we did our first live call-in show. It was a lot of fun. Finally, we got around to doing another one, and the response was far more than what we expected, <laughs> as you're about to hear. And without further ado... Let's get started then. So, uh, Mr. Snoops, if you want to introduce yourself. Hey, it's Snoop 609 on the boards. That's Alex in real life. Uh, or Super Limey Man. <laughs> That's right. Welcome back, uh, one of our original call veterans. Yeah, I'm uh, racking up the uh, points here, getting the brownie points. Well, what better way to kick it off than someone who's been on been on with us before? And and, and all we could probably give you at this point is brownie. They probably be spoiled by mind. the time they get to the UK, though. I'm making you my I special brownies. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Well, go for it, man. Fire away. Yeah, fire away. All right. What do you reckon would make a cool gears power? So if you mm. were to witness some green haired girl getting shot and she grabbed your arm and you went to some weird world, what do you reckon would be your gears? Mine? Personally? <laughs> yeah. Hey, this is a good question. Man. Actually, I think I know what mine would be. Mine would probably be two parts. It'd actually be, mine would be um, to make anybody that's uptight, really laid in back, and um, <laughs> comfortable. And I have this strange power that everybody, and I, it, it might be my GS right now, but um, even people that I really don't know uh, that well at times, they, they seem to kind of tell me their whole life story. Um, you know, they kind of tell me things that they wouldn't normally tell other people. I'm kind of approachable like that, and I think it's because I don't, a lot of times I just listen. I don't even, um, you know, say anything back to them. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I think that would be Mike Gia's power, the, the power to have people spill their guts to you, and uh, probably the, the other, the secondary power of chilling out. <laughs> <laughs> my my Gia's would be um, to kill all trolls instantly. No. Um, <laughs> so sure similar to that. that. Make stupid people not stupid. <laughs> wow. You'd be an educator then. <laughs> that could be a double edged sword, man. Yeah. Maybe. Soul bro? I'd like to have the gears of osmosis. Where, you know, if you met someone, you could, like, pick up their abilities and traits just by being in contact with them. You want to be a rogue? Uh, kind like, of. Like a rogue from the X-Men? Awesome. You know, like, you know. Peter if, Petrelli? Yep. You want to be Peter Petrelli? Peter Petrelli. Oh, huh? hero. <laughs> like, like Mega Man. <laughs> <laughs> Jack their skills, but I think that'd be most useful for anybody who's multifaceted. But um, that's awesome. Yeah, but what if what if you meet a crazy person like Mao and then you become crazy? Oh, jeez, yeah. that that would be the double-edged sword with that. <laughs> every every gears comes with the, with something that you regret. So. <laughs> yeah, there's a trade-off there, right? Yeah, there's a trade-off. Mine is I'd have people never shut up. I'd be like, oh, God. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I know you had a bad childhood, man, but I don't need to, like, uh, oh, God. Okay. Thanks for the question, Snoops. Uh, next. Araku. All right. Um, got a couple questions here. I'll just try to pick one. Uh, 
In line with a favorite mech question on the previous call-in session, is there any anime character you haven't talked about in depth on Gundam, or maybe you have, that you'd like to take a moment to applaud? In what way, like mecha-related or just in uh, general? Yeah, well, if you have one that really stands out that's not mecha, you can go with that. Well, I would have to say if it was, I guess there, there is mecha in it to an extent, would be, um, and you know, we've we've kind of alluded to it before, and I know myself and Chris are pretty big fans of it. Would be uh, Captain Harlock. Oh man! Um, you know, just because Captain Harlock's just awesome. I mean, there's just there's nothing about it. There's you know nobody cooler than that. Um, in terms of like a mecha related show, um, you know, we're still waiting on the many faces of uh, Castle Daikun. I'm yeah, sure we, we'll be talking about that one of these well days. Um, you know, and, and other than that, maybe, um, maybe actually talking about some of the lesser known aces or actually doing like, um, you know, comparisons of some of, um, some of the, some of the pilots that don't get too much credit or they weren't necessarily like the lead in a Gundam or like in a Macross or any other mecha show, mm -hmm. you know, so, um, you know, that, that, that might be something right there, but, uh, Solro? I would love to talk about um, at length and, and not only the character but her show, um, the major um, Kusaragi from um, Ghost in the Shell. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I just finished watching the... Uh, the baddest bitch in anime? Oh, yes. <laughs> I just finished yeah. watching both <laughs> series and the, um, and the, um, and the movie um, Solid State Society. And I've been wanting to talk about that show for a while. And just basically the, the, the controversies that you know, are the, uh, the subject matter that that show brings up and her character and what she gets caught in the middle of and just pretty much what she represents, and I what? think she's a fascinating character. Sexy way to die. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> a, woman, a woman who could come back from getting her head sniped clean off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she, she's not she's a bad, be bad. She's not. It's not a bad vision to see as you, as your life is flashing before your eyes as she's like you know punching you through your head. You see, like, wow, this this chick's pretty step. Bam, I'm dead. Gotta love that episode when she beats Che Guevara's ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So. <laughs> but Chris, go ahead. I would say a uh, character we haven't talked about yet, but will be in the future, the entire cast of Pat Labor. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really need to get on that show, too. Actually, I'd probably, uh, just one other thing would be, uh, what's his face from um, Chirico from Votome? Chirico, yeah. man. Chirico needs more love, always. Because <laughs> that... that that dude is just ridiculous. I think he'd be another, uh, you know, great discussion because, I mean, that guy is just beyond, beyond. After watching Votomes and Pales and Files, mm -hmm. that dude's just—he's the junk man. So I was I, I was calling him the MacGyver of um, mecha anime, but you was you you contested that, right? I don't. It's not like he. What's you he know, it's not like he's building something out of like a wristwatch, a rubber band, and a toilet paper <laughs> roll, you know, to escape. But he could know. if he wanted to. He could, could if he wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> but he's what almost. About, uh, what about Fafner, guys? You guys done anything with that yet? No. No, we're no. We'll, we'll be talking about it, but that, that's a show I've actually watched. The only thing I haven't seen is Right to Love. That's oh, you gotta see that. That's yeah. a prequel. It's great. Well, it's sad. we'll, we'll probably. Right. Yeah, it is sad. <laughs> this hater cried for that man. This hater cried. Yeah. This hater what, did cried for what did you do? Cry blood? He, he 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 cried pure hate. <laughs> My hate so for... spilled out throughout the entire house. It was, it was horrible. <laughs> So next up is uh, Austin. He's our number one hater. Th and thanks for the question, Areku. Yeah, thank you yeah. very much, man. Sorry we couldn't <laughs> no do more. It's just a lot more. It's just 
a lot more successful than we thought it would be. So. <laughs> well, that's good. It is good. It's just, you know, we were prepared, but we weren't really prepared like this, and we're going to have to decide on probably how to do the next uh, <laughs> We need a damn, with all these people, we need a damn switchboard. Yeah. <laughs> so, I guess it's time to head to the old internets for uh, phone equipment. Oh, jeez. Exactly. <laughs> so, Austin, what's your, your comment or question? Oh, man, I've got uh, this. This one goes to my good old, my, my good buddy, Soul, Soul Bro. Oh, jeez. Oh, now, <laughs> I was thinking long and hard for this question, and it's mm. a question only you can answer. Go for it. Or you, only you should answer, actually. Okay. Now, in Gis, if you had to save the world, but you had to kill one per, you, you had to kill one one of these three people, who would it be? <laughs> Yuffie, Revolves, or Natalie? Oh, you oh. see, you left me no choice. I contest this question. Well, isn't Yuffie already dead though? No, no, well, let's say she was alive, though. Okay. Right, well, now we get real hypothetical. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> if I had to kill one person out of the three? Yeah. You had to kill. For world to peace, save the world. Dude. Save oh, the world. We need to turn this into to kill Bob and Mary. <laughs> it's Sophie's choice. <laughs> it's Sophie's choice, man. It's Sophie's then, choice. Because then that choice is easy. Answer the question. Stop stalling. <laughs> Stop stalling. Could you just kill the world? I would, um, I would, I would, I cry foul of this question, but I mean, <laughs> I like Yuffie and I like, um, Nunnally, but I, I both, know, both, I both of them died in some way in the show, so I'm kind of used to them being dead. <laughs> so you would kill Bruce Willis? No, I wouldn't kill Bruce oh, Let's say, wait, 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 let's say this was first season, episode 10, before anyone dies. I don't know, I mean, if rivals, <laughs> if rivals went out in a, in, in a, in a blaze of glory. I'd now this is rivals. the world you're talking about. Dude. I can't. Revolves shot first. I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't kill off women. I just is not. And cool. uh, and revolves can go. Hey, revolves doesn't go out in a blaze of glory. He goes out like Captain America, sniped in the head. That's not oh. cool, man. But you know what? Steve Rogers is still dope. <laughs> but he's still dead. Oh yeah, man! It's full bro fails to answer the question. No, I said I said rivals. I said rivals. Um, because uh, right. he'd he'd have been a man that stepped up to the plate. There you go. There you stepped go. up, man. A man would have been cowering behind a bar. To, I'm you know, sure he would have been. He'd have fixed me a glass. <laughs> and I'd have to re- glass. reassess my. Yeah. I had to reassess my decision. <laughs> Thanks uh, for the question, Austin, and terrible. everyone who's listening to this episode. Uh, you'll be hearing more of Austin in the next episode, so keep your ears open for that. And we're going to move <laughs> on to our next three callers. All right. Brett, uh, introduce yourself. All right. Well, hey, guys. I'm GoofX on the forums and many games as well. You'll also see me as Wing Zero sometimes. I'll usually have the EL tag, which stands for Epion Later. I'm a hardcore gamer. My first anime um, well, introduction was from Gundam Wing way back in the day. I've seen probably every Gundam series except for Turn A, G Savior, which is the movie, and Victory Gundam. As I said before, I was, I've been listening to your podcast since the beginning. And as I again said before, I use you guys' information on my Geography Final. Well, outstanding, nice. man. It's, 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 it's a pleasure to have you here. And um, I was wondering, we were wondering, um, if, uh, what was your question? Uh, my question for you guys was... What is your top five? If you had to pilot any Gundam, which five would it be? And if you had to pilot any mobile suit, which one would it be? Mobile suit in what way? Mobile suits in Gundam or no. mobile suits in general? Mobile suits in general and the to- and your top five Gundams. Hmm. Can we cut that down a bit because then we'll be here a long time. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll be trying to figure this out. <laughs> Why do top three or top two? Top three, top three Gundams and top, and top mobile suit. Okay. Well, this is a knee-jerk reaction, but um, I... 
do like the um as of lately i like the um the the double o yay broken gundam it breaks physics yay (laughs) (laughs) i'd have to agree gundam uh double o is one of my favorites it's it's i love that suit um i i do enjoy the um the x that's the suit i also dig um that would be my second suit my number one suit the zeta i can't pass up on that suit man i actually um I like uh, the um, Johnny Ridden Zeta, the red one. Mm-hmm. That Zeta is lost. cool. I do Zeta like lost. that. What about mobile suits, Soul Pro? Mobile suit? Man, I got to give it up to the Reg Z, son. <laughs> nice. The, Im- the imitation Zeta? The imitation Zeta. If I had a sports pilot, a regular mobile suit, <laughs> a grunt suit, I would go for the Reg Z. That's like the, cre- that's like the creme de la creme of grunt suits. Well, to me, anyway. <laughs> Speaking of Soul Bro, I do have one comment to make. What's that? I did you another Soul Bro's Men. Oh, who's that? You're gonna hate me for this. Go ahead. Kira Yamato. Yeah, they were, they, they were arguing. <laughs> they were arguing that in the chat. I saw, and uh, yeah, they were saying, the, girl. "The one reason why he can't be mine, my, my, one of my merry men, is because um he got laid." <laughs> hey, played by Faye, and that's uh, qualified. They say, yeah, but Sai didn't, so he's Sobro's man. Yeah, Sai got Sai got turned away, so it was like, and, and he got punked by by Kira, so it was like that, that already disqualified Kira right there. Done. That's how he came back to life after he died. He became Jesus Yamato because he got laid in the gun series. Exactly. <laughs> So uh, let's keep it moving along, uh, Paul. Your mobile suit and Gundams. Uh, top three Gundams, probably not in really any necessary order, would be the original Strike, um, yeah. Exia, and probably probably be a tie between Zeta and the um, the X, the GX, the first GX. Um, mobile suits, of course, the creme de la creme of all mobile suits in general, yeah. is the original gun tank. <laughs> Because gun tank is awesome, and, and um, outside of that, um, I'd probably bring in the um, uh, what is it? Uh, the original uh, Valkyries. Uh, I like those. I'm put those yeah. as a mobile suit. The original Valkyries, uh, especially, especially like the customs. You know, like uh, I like the Maxes and all that, but. Um, any other mobile suits? Um, actually... No, that's it. You got too many already. <laughs> that's fine. If you that's... want, after Chris goes, I'll answer mine as well. Alright. So, okay. Cool. Uh, for me, in no particular order, uh, Zeta, uh, Exia, and, uh, GX Divider. Oh, yeah. Nice. And mobile suit, uh, just because it's blue and evil, GM Quell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. Mine would... Mine would be in no particular order, probably the double X, the Wing Zero, not the Wing Zero Kai, and either Epion or Double O. Oh, the Epion. Nice. <laughs> My favorite non-mobile suit would be the Goof Custom from Oh Wait the Mess Team. Ooh, nice. I love that thing. I'm a melee kind of person, so. I've got two runner-ups, the Murasame from um, Destiny and um, the Zaku 3. I forgot about those. Oh, nice. Nice. But that's, that's, that's enough out of me. Uh, great question, oh. though, Brett, man. Awesome. So, bro, I also gave you a n- mobile suit for... I gave you the pink Zaku from Sea Destiny. No, no, no. <laughs> see, I... No. The one with love? <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought Austin crapped on me on the last call session, but... <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's gonna be all crapping on you for the all the years right. of, of crap that you've been spewing out. On that note, so, <laughs> Chris. <laughs> on that note, uh, next, uh, Mr. Crestborn, how you doing? 
I'm doing awesome, guys. Um, my name's Chris Bourne. I'm from West Virginia, a.k.a. Neo West Virginia, because I took it up in the space because I wanted to. Um, Go Mountaineers. I've been into Gundam since... I got into Gundam when Gundam Wing was, like, still new on Toonami and stuff. Oh, uh, a friend of mine told me about MAHQ, and me and my three friends all got into Gundam and went to uh, AnimeX.com and Gundam.com on the forums and had big, epic, pretend Gundam wars and stuff like that. So nice. that's... Uh, about the extent of what I've done. Uh, I'm gotten a, I got back in the Gundam because of Double O, because a friend of my roommate here was like, dude, you've got to watch the Physics Breaker Gundam. And I was like, I thought that was the Gunbuster. And they're like, no, it's the Double O Gundam. you got to watch it. So I, I crashed through it and watched it, and I really, really liked it. That's awesome. But my question to you guys is, because Barack Obama is becoming our president Tuesday, if he uh, could pilot a Gundam or mobile suit or any NECA in general, and on his inauguration, what would he pilot? Oh, man. Well, who won? Well, it, it, it would... <laughs> What, would, what 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 mecha represents change the most in the entire universe? Oh, the Savior Gundam. Exactly. <laughs> You're killing me, man. Come on, nothing. No, it's from Barack Steve Obama who's becoming the president, not Solbro. <laughs> well, well, wouldn't it be um, wouldn't it wouldn't it be from the uh, Double O universe because um, you know he is there's Double Obama. Yeah, because yeah, Double Obama. Yeah, because he's uh. He's actually moonlighting as the United States president. He's first been the president of the Federation. So. Awesome. Uh, well, I don't know. I'm going to snarkily say, since uh, Republicans like to jokingly and derisively call him the Messiah, uh, oh, the only mobile suit that would be fitting for him is the God Gundam. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no, he doesn't deserve the God Gundam. <laughs> actually, I was thinking more along the lines of the turn A. Because if you really think, oh, yeah. the turn A made a lot of changes in the world. That's so. a good point. That's a good point. And the brother yeah. piloted it. Well, yeah. A I moon just, race, I, brother, I, but I, you know. I just don't know if I could see Barack Obama with white dreads. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the only problem is, is that Sarah Palin would show up in a GPO2 and go, for Solomon A, and pull the trigger. Oh. <laughs> 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 Wait. GPO, yeah, that works. That works. That totally works. Yeah, GPO two A. I don't know how to pronounce that damn thing. Thisilis, Every time I say syphilis, like, wait, isn't that a medical condition? Sounds like You're it. Okay. syphilis. Yeah, but one last quick question. That's though. a whole, and that's a personal problem. <laughs> <laughs> one last quick question from you guys, you Gundam fans out there. I just wanted to know: in the last couple episodes, the Double O when he goes into Trans Am, you know, GT whatever mode, what is it that he's doing when he departicularizes? Is he just doing like a F91 alter image, or is he actually like decomposing his genetic composure into something like light or something? I don't know what he's doing, and it's confusing me and my friends. I don't know. If yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't think I, anyone knows. I thought it was like the, um, the fourth dimension. I thought it was like the uh, the F91. <laughs> I thought it was just an after image. You think Cause so? Because he's going so quickly. So I'm hoping. I don't know. That if it's like, like he was being attacked. Like it seemed like it cut through the double O, and it was like a it, solid. Thing. Yeah, it, I don't know. And then it, appeared somewhere was, else. So. I think he actually decomposed. Yeah, maybe wow. he decomposed and teleported. That uh, I'm kind of leaning towards that, but I'm not sure. Instant kinda transmission? Like, <laughs> kind of like no. when the turn A that's randomly that's disappeared. What, that's that what my buddies call it. The broken like, it became light. <laughs> Can't get in time's 10. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, thanks a lot, guys. No problem, man. Thank oh, you. Thanks for the question. Thank you for the question. Last up, oh. uh, Daniel Lowe. Yeah, I'm uh, Batosai28 on the forums. Whoa. I called in last time, too. Welcome back. Uh, thank you, thank you. Last time I was in Boston, now I'm in school in New Orleans. But uh, 
my question is, uh, I don't know, I sort of warned uh, Neo on the forums beforehand Ooh. that uh, this might piss him off a lot, but... <laughs> oh, I've been waiting uh, for this. <laughs> this is going to be good. Okay. Uh, and, again, I'm not one of those guys that are like, review Ava, review Ava. I don't think it's the best show in the world, far from it, but I just challenged Neo to say one good thing about Evangelion. One good thing, okay. Um, Hey, keep in mind we're recording, so. Yeah. No, it's it's, it's no problem. One good thing. Um, One good thing, it ended. No, um, one good thing would be, um, well. Actually, actually, uh, the the manga is a good thing. The Excellent. actual Ava manga is a good thing. Um, Asuka is a good thing. Oh my god! No, um, you take those, that back. Those statues that <laughs> that um that Chris showed us of older Asuka is oh, even yeah. better. That, that was good. Oh, the uh, the Shunya Yamashita version that's so delicious. Yes, yes. Um, Sato, man. I, it's not that I don't. It's not that I hate the show. I don't hate the show. And Sobro will let he'll 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 back me up on this. I don't like. It's not that I don't like it. You own it. It's just that. <laughs> No, I don't own um, the first show. I own, I just own the Angelic Days manga. Oh, oh. yeah, Devon. That's Devon's stuff. Why we're trying um, to Yeah, but um, it's just that I, 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 I feel that things get cheapened when you just kind of continuously revamp them and rework them just I, for the uh, sake yeah, of I, selling, you know, making money. And it's not that it, it, I, I think I believe that if it was, if they have more stories to tell. Then tell a different story within the universe. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's, it, you know, all these reworkings and everything. It, it just kind of, it kind of, just kind of cheapens it. And I've watched, I watched 1.0, the new movie, and I'll watch, you know, I'll watch the other movies that came out. And yeah, it was beautiful. I mean, it, Operation Mishima looked awesome, which is like one of my favorite parts of the show. Yeah. But, um, you know, it, it after kind of looking at it, it was just like, you know, this is kind of sad because the show is only about 10 years old it's it's one thing doing like a, a, a zeta gundam a new translation that's a celebration of you know 20 years and there's a far enough span and there really wasn't anything else within kind of the zeta timeline or even uc that was you know uc hadn't been done in a long time so um that's just my my issue with it i mean i i, I think there are a lot of cool characters in it. i think it's kind of a cool concept but um, the you know and, it, and it's kind of waned a little bit, but you know for at least for the last couple of years the the overzealot you know zealots of of Ava thinking it's like this is just wonderful and you know it's 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 you know unstoppable. It's just it's like why God created series of all time. Yeah, and and I don't yeah, I, I don't yeah. think anything is that. But I mean, um, in terms of that, I mean the characters. I love Oscar. I love. Um, Kaji and I, I think um, Gendo Akari is one of those great, magnificent bastards. Um, definitely, definitely of, of anime. So, um, and and I would I would encourage anybody to read the Angelic Days manga. It's pretty good because it's a it's a different take. And uh, if you have ability to get the actual Evangelion manga that's still in process of getting over here, read that too because uh, it's a pretty good one. So, but okay. It's don't believe me. It's not going to make me mad for I know, putting, I know, putting I know. me on the that, spot like that. <laughs> well, well thanks for the question and putting him on the spot. Anytime, anytime. Nice to see someone else on the dartboard besides myself. 
Oh, actually, speaking of putting Solbar back on the dartboard, may I add one more thing? <laughs> Sorry. Sure. Cole. One last thing, yeah. Go ahead. As long as it's spiteful. You guys remember, and again, this is nothing personal, but you guys remember the battle between the White Fang and the Rollenfeller Foundation at the end of Wing, right? Oh, the yes. Rockefeller yeah. Foundation? Oh, man. Well, how could you have stopped that battle? You take all of Solbro's men, put them in space, White Fang and Rollenfeller look at them, look back at each other, and blow Solbro's men out of the sky. Oh, man. There you go. That's what And peace settled across the galaxy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and don't forget, and the Gundams were never seen again. Oh, yeah, of course not. Exactly. <laughs> well, thanks, guys, uh, for calling in, and we're going to move on to the uh, next crew. Okay. Right. Thanks well, a lot, guys. Thank you. Thanks. We're going to kick things off with our next caller, Edwin. Introduce yourself, man. Hi, my name is Edwin. Um, I go as a mecha, or chaos mecha, on the forums. I don't post that much, but I do lurk, so I'm not one of those. Uh, you look at my profile, like five posts, but I, I assure you, I do watch Gundam, and I have a lot of questions, stuff like that. So I'll just go ahead and I'm start. Because I'm his pimp, that's why. Oh, man. This dude, hey, man. He's my pusher. Don't mess with my pusher. I need my Gundams. So, um, first question. Um, I hope it's okay. I have three, but I'll be really quick with yeah. them, and then you, know, you guys can reply. Be quick my first question. Soul Bro, too. Uh, um, you. Yeah. Oh, you should talk. <laughs> <laughs> you should talk. <laughs> All right. So my ahead, first everyone. question. My first question is about Double O. Um, with the recent airing of Double O, do you feel that this will be Sunrise's comeback king when it comes to Gundam's franchise in North America? Or will there need to be more series that come out later on in, in these uh, new decades um, to bring Gundam back to where, where it could have been or where it was starting to go when Wing was out? Um, and that, I guess I'll leave that open for everybody. Cool. That's cool. I, 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 I don't know what the show, what, how the show is doing on, on sci-fi right now, but I'm under the assumption right now that it's doing at least well enough to stay on. And... Um, Maybe we'll find out more, you know, if everything goes through with our live show um, at, um, later on this year. But um, yeah, it makes me wonder if it's doing well, because if it is, that may just spur a renewed interest in Gundam, and I hope it does. But, um, Neil? It's just going to depend on their marketing and how they try to develop it. Um, you know, uh, showing it is great, but if, you know, you're going to have to try to push it with um, the comic shops or, you know, Best Buy or where, wherever the stuff is. and and you know maybe it'd be nice for them to start showing up to some of these conventions, at least some of the larger conventions, to sure. um, you know, try to push it. But that's pretty much my take, because that's where they failed before was the marketing. I'll try to give a very short answer because it would, this, I couldn't make a whole topic out of this. Uh, it's not ever going to be what it was before back in the day of Wing because that was being marketed to a bunch of kids with a bunch of video games and toys and all of that. And the toys, obviously, are the biggest component and they're not even a factor anymore. So you've got just the DVDs and the occasional video game. That's the extent of the Gundam franchise in North America now, so those things really have to sell well, and if Double O does well enough, then, you know, hopefully the next show, whatever that is, will be released, and maybe uh, Bandai will finally release the, you know, outstanding shows they haven't, maybe, like, just a direct-to-DVD box set because they're old, but, you know, I want to buy them. The ones that I want the most are the ones that aren't available. Um, I just hope that Double O does well enough to you know, continue getting more shows on TV, but it's never going to be what it once was. 
Alright, so my second question now is, uh, do you believe that Ali Al-Sajjah's usurped the throne as the most ruthless Gundam character? If not, who is the most ruthless in your separate opinions? Uh, I think he's up there. It's it's hard to say because the show's not over yet. So, um, you know, he could die this next episode. He could die, you know, at the end of the show. He could live on. Um, I think he's he's pretty ruthless. Um, I still would have to give my vote mainly to uh, Giran Zabi. I mean, really? just the cold. Yeah, the fact that he had the, the blood of millions on his hands between the gassings and the colony drops and the surprise attacks uh, you know, to start the war and everybody caught up with that and, and just kind of the lack of remorse that he even had um, with it so uh, Ali's coming up there but you know Ali's looks like he's a little more localized especially yeah. within the, the, the story that we're talking about we know that he's been you know, doing this stuff for a long time but we just don't know how big his role was so that would be mine he hasn't gone global yet well, we don't know that. So, you might. Yeah, you yeah. never know. Um, I have to give it up to um, Iron Mask Rona from um, from <laughs> from Gundam F91. When you make a weapon like the ball, was that what was that weapon Bugs. called? Bugs. Oh my god! That, I still can't. I still have nightmares about that. And you're just as ruthless. I mean, other than that, um, the whole Zanscare Empire. But really, 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 um, Iron Mask Rona as an individual was a complete douche. Yeah, <laughs> but um, Chris, what was yours? I think uh, I think Prince Ali's already uh, at the top. He certainly gives um, as far as ruthless pilots, Yazan and Katagina, yeah. a run for their money. He's already killed a ton of named characters. You know, he had his little like jihad with little child soldiers and suicide bombers. He destroyed the entire capital of Azadistan. I mean, this guy's just out there. No remorse. Yeah. <laughs> number one, number one killer. Wow. All right, and then so my final question is, and this is somewhat of a joke, but kind of serious too. Uh, since Mach is not, and I repeat, not the Walmart of mecha anime, is there a resource out there for um, <laughs> five uh, the five star story uh, that that's online or something that I could look up or a place that you guys know where I can get more information about five star stories? I don't know. Uh, I think I think on uh, there's a website. Uh, we have on the MHQ links Gears Online. I think they have some coverage of five-star stories, but uh, it's something I'm working on, so that's all I'll say oh. for right now. Awesome. All right, cool. All right, thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, man. Next up, the doctor is in the house. Yeah, yeah just, just doctor. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm on the MHQ boards as well, but my troll skills is a little higher because I actually have zero posts. <laughs> oh, damn. So you're yes. like totally stealth. I am super stealth man. Straight ninja. Um, yeah. <laughs> hey, at least at least you comment on the uh, website though. You're one of the few that do, man. And thank you. Yeah, man. I'm actually the one of the few that do and managed to correct a few of you guys. Hey, man. Well, well, thank you very much. <laughs> I get I get corrected uh, all the time, so I'm used to it. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. It's cool. Um, hopefully I'm sounding clear. Um, sounding great. Sweet. Yeah. Good mic. I I wanted to say like um, it's kind of like two things. I have like two uh, questions more in a comment. One, uh, you know, thank you guys for, you know, providing us with all kinds of mech knowledge and stuff. Because of you guys, I actually started my own podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. What's it called? The, um, well, it's, we shortened it out because iTunes tends to be jerks about using the word ass. So we are actually called the Ass Backwards Anime Podcast. But it's just S-S-A-A Podcast. Dot blocks oh, okay. about that. <laughs> that's, that's actually clever. You got around them. <laughs> yeah. Zing. Ha <laughs> ha. 
Damn you, Steve uh, Jobs. <laughs> I was actually going to use my club name, but my, one of my hosts don't really like the club name. Anyway, um, yeah, deal with it. But, yeah, I, you know, we have that up. We have, like, up to 12, 13 stuff right now. But, you know, I, I was thinking, like, maybe, like, I, if I can get you guys maybe your promos, I can at least put it on my episodes every once in a while. Sure, uh, and I definitely want to check out your, your show and hear for myself. I'll check it out, Oh, too. yeah. <laughs> um, it's a, a promo. It, it's a, we don't have a promo. That's the thing. Oh. I mean, we're, we're kind of explicit, so... Um, Naughty language, not good for kids. I'm used to it. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> All right. No, I'm just in case because I, I I respect you guys that you're very clean on your podcast, except for the times when you get drunk for some reason. Um, I'm just saying. You know, now, <laughs> yeah, I you know we kind of cover a lot of subjects, but it's sometimes I think we end up going. We talked about recently the the anime that should not be named. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and I kind of was just me yelling for a good hour and a half. But anyway, besides that, um, I noticed in the last episode, you guys also, when we were going over the animation titles, I don't know if anyone brought this up, um, that got licensed, but um, Gadguard was actually one of the few that I thought was a big surprise. I'm, I'm surprised you, none of you guys mentioned it. Yeah, I saw it. I just didn't mention it for whatever and, reason. And that's and that's who's there on G4, too. Yeah. 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 yeah, I watched it. Um, it's It's a... That's uh, definitely a niche title, and I'm. Um, I was a little surprised that they they um, they had uh, licensed it, but um, yeah, I just for whatever reason, I, I didn't uh, didn't touch upon that one. So yeah, it's, it's basically yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I I tend to interrupt in my podcast all the time. Sorry. It's okay. Watching of styles. Yeah, it's kind of like if you take Mega Man, Digimon, and jazz music, roll it into one, and you have the Gadguard. Yeah, it's it's an interesting watch. I I've seen the show. Um, it is Very an interesting. interesting watch. It's it's. It, I don't know if it's a broad appeal. Yeah, it's this weird. It, very yeah. interesting character designs. The mech designs are very different from what I'm used to. It's kind of like I don't know how to put it. They're like large toys. Yes, yes, and yeah. like you have to be outside of the mech to pilot it. They're, yeah, they're like large toys, ages five to nine. <laughs> so, like huge rock'em sock'em robots. Awesome. Uh, not, yeah, kind of, uh, uh, a little, a little bit, a little bit more childish than that. Like oh. the way they are, they're more rounded and and stuff. Big eyes. Yeah, very big eyes, and you know, kind of emotions a little bit on them, and it, it's it's. Definitely, it's like a. It's it seems like it's set more in like a real robot world, but the robots kind of act a lot more like supers. Like you said, they sit on the shoulder of of the of the robot of the gads. I think that's what they were called. Yeah, the gads. So. Oh, yeah, the gads. Yeah. Well, the gads are the little square that turned them into the robots. I forgot that. Well, name. you must you must remember as a as a newscaster, my whole mission is not only to destroy other uh, news websites, but also to be called ill informed because I forget things at times. But uh, it was just kind of an honest mistake. I, I just I saw it. I just didn't touch upon it just because um, I didn't know if it was going to be more of the bro- you know mass appeal. Oh well, yeah, I, you know, I just started to throw it out in case yeah. you know people don't are not willing to only go to you guys just for all the news, which you know, of course. Yeah, it, and, it's, and, it's, and I would tell everybody, don't just come to us for news. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> As the head of the news department, I would say that sometimes my news is biased and um, very <laughs> lightly. And I think um, I, I guess a quick one, but I, I'm sure it's gonna rag on. Have you guys ever watched? Um, ever gonna comment on maybe some of the newer? Super robot shows like maybe Go Dan or Gravion. 
Yes. Yeah. I, I would. I would just say yes. I know Neo's watched watch all. You watch all the Gravion, right? I have both. Yeah. yeah I, I own both, uh, both Gravion and Zwei, and uh, I I've seen them. a good part of Go Danner. Yeah. I haven't. I, would, I, would like I haven't finished that. it up, but it's a very good dub. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. It's it just. Is. It's like we stated before. Um. You know, the the this past year, a lot of things happened, and a lot of things are going on now, and and we've kind of figured out what worked and what didn't and um you know it looks like we're not gonna have to worry too much about doing reviews or shows it really looks like year. we're never gonna run out of shows to talk about yeah which is awesome and um <laughs> you know we definitely have we definitely have this stuff kind of queued up i mean we, we have lists we've copied down everything when it comes to the listener submitted ideas and then we also have a, a list of ours and we're constantly adding to it so um you know all i all i would just say is just um you know just 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 hang in, hang in there. I mean, um, it's just, um, you know, I can't tell you when, and I'm sure none of us really can, but, um, you know, we will talk about it at some point. I guess, the, uh, do I count as, like, your first, like, podcasting guest? I just want to know. You know what? I guess you probably. Would. I guess yeah, you probably. Would. Congratulations, man. We haven't had anybody on who, who has a podcast, so, yeah. Wait, okay. What's, uh, what's your URL? Plug it. Oh, the, um, it's the ssaapodcast.blogspot.com. Okay. Excellent. Check, check it out. You got me to listen, man. And, and doctor, thank you for operating on us. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and, and, and finally, um, my friend, um, uh, call-in show veteran, uh, Gun Duck, aka the Goose on the boards. Introduce yourself, man. Oh, quack. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I'm calling from Ohio. Uh, nice to nice to be here again and stuff. And welcome enjoyed back. like the last podcast you guys put out. I just have two questions. Cool. Like, my first question is. What do you think is the worst mecha anime that you've ever seen? <laughs> oh, I'm a glutton for punishment, so I must know. What's that show? I can tell you. I can tell you instantly. Chris, instantly, without any hesitation. MD Geist. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. I I think I'll second that. Oh my God, that was that mess was terrible. Yeah, that was a pretty bad one. Uh, another one would be Pilot Candidate. <laughs> oh, really? That show's not that bad. Ah. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan of it, but I love the soundtrack. Uh, well, it has that going for it. <laughs> We're not even going to touch that. Oh um, man! What's Damn. your next question? <laughs> um, though I just want to add the worst, the worst one that I've ever seen is oh, okay. D D Or I don't know if you ever heard of it. Like, I've heard of it. I've heard of it. I've never seen it though. It's it's one of those like Evangelion ripoff shows, and oh. it's probably one of the like worst. A, like a Razafon type of thing. Mm, no, no this is. I think this is much worse because I think to pilot the mecha, I think like I don't know. I'd have to look it up, but it's just bad. You don't have to go through water like you do in Razafon. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I think it's I think it's piloted actually by like orgasms or something. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Great. Aquarian? <laughs> That's a good show, though. <laughs> I still uh, seen that. Oh, go ahead. No, I said I still haven't seen Aquarian. I, I keep meaning to, but I haven't. Awesome soundtrack, Yoko Kano. You can't yes, help. I need to. I need to. I need to. I need to purchase that. Yes, <laughs> off the internet, right? Actually, um, Funimation has the whole series like up on their site now. Yeah, so for watching, like you can. Yeah, you can watch. Yeah, it. that's yeah. Awesome. for free watching, free stuff. Love it. Way to go, Funimation, man! You keep winning. You keep winning. But uh, <laughs> uh, Goose, what would be your second question? Uh, beyond like any anime that you've seen, what is the? I mean, what's a very cool looking mech from a live action film, like Aliens or something like that, or Starship Troopers? <laughs> Oh, wait, I forget. They don't have it in Starship Troopers. <laughs> well, they did for the direct-to-video part three. Oh, that's okay. right. Yeah. Mm. I block all that stuff out. 
Which I didn't see. So. I'd have to say the Mark III Iron Man armor. Awesome. To be honest, um, you actually, like, you like the Iron Monger. Yeah, no, the Mark III, the, the Mark one that III? Tony wore. Oh man, not the Iron Monger. Um, I would probably, I, I somewhat like the, um, I forgot what they were called, but the ones in the Matrix, the last Matrix movie. Oh, those. the ones that they were. Uh, the ones that were invading the city. Yeah, they were, no, the ones that were protecting Zion. Oh, right. the, ones, the ones the humans were using. The yeah, not using. not yeah, the I'm not the Sentinels, the but um, those They're like giant power loaders. That's right. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like those. Um, that's really about it. I mean, usually they're pretty kind of wacky. Um, you know, so, but yeah, the Mark III and uh, I forget, whatever those uh, worker units were called in uh, Matrix. So, Solbro? Um, I don't know why, but um, I, it's, it's, I wouldn't call it a mecha, but it is a robot. Um, I liked, what's his name, Buzzkill? From the Transformers movie, <laughs> I, I liked him a lot. It's like I like I like the fact that he was a police car and a Decepticon at the same time, and you know he he just had this cool look to him. I, I honestly I'm I'm not big about the um the way the robots are designed in that movie, but you know they're really detailed and I loved how they transformed. And um, he was the best looking one out of all of them in that movie to me. I you know although Prime was cool looking. Those those flames kind of brought him down a bit, but <laughs> well, not without me crying about the movie for much. But I like Buzzkill in, in in Transformers, and that um the new Mecha in the um the Terminator movie coming out soon in the trailers looks pretty badass. So mm. yeah, but um Chris, what was yours? I'm gonna kick it old school. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> Robocop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, 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 you know what? That's word, man. At two oh nine too. <laughs> With a stop motion. Uh, no. <laughs> I know there was a. There was a really cheesy movie. It was, I think it was called Star Kid. It's like some alien robot crash landing. Some little kid gets a pilot at something like that. I think I've heard of that. I yeah, I've seen it. I'll probably see it on the shelf at a, at, a, at a DVD store or something like that. I think it was like on Disney one time or so. Oh, man. Oh, boy. I'll throw out some 80s cheese just for shits and giggles. Robot jocks. I don't like it, but I'm just throwing it out there just to. Man, I yeah. remember that piece of crap. <laughs> I haven't seen it's that. It's a piece of crap. You're, you're not missing much. I thought you were gonna say something weird like, uh, like, uh, what's that show called? The Botmaster or something like that? Oh my god! <laughs> oh man. Or, or what about, uh. Um... I'm Zip Zooland, blah 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 blah. We need to do a dance about, spotlight um... on that piece of crap right there. What about the live action Guyver? Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Take that. I'm, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> that didn't happen. That didn't that happen. Up I, on the refuse... I don't mm. remember. Even Mark, I don't recall. Even, even Mark Hamill declines that existence, but, yeah. um. It, it, but the, <laughs> those are all great um, suggestions. Gentlemen, thank you very much for being on with us today. we got to get to the next group of people. Oh, man. They're, they're, okay. The natives right, are thank, you, thank you, Gundam. Thank you. Thank you very much. Keep doing you're what you're doing, man. All right. That's my podcast. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> thank you. And so ends our first half of our call-in segment. But don't worry, there's more to come. Coming up next, though, is our Gundam Roundup of G-Savior. You're listening to Gundam at MAHQ. I know you, and I know when you got something brewing. I know it. What I got brewing? You what I got brewing, Ray? You tell me. You done lost your goddamn mind. Striking out on finding your favorite manga, anime, or series merchandise nearby or online? Lost when it comes to finding pop music from Japan, Hong Kong, and other Asian markets? 
Well, then Florida Oriental Trading is here to help. If you live in the Central Florida area, head on over to the intersection of Colonial Drive and Mills Avenue near downtown Orlando. You'll find FOT right next to the CVS Pharmacy. For those who live abroad, find out more about our favorite store online at FloridaOrientalTrading.com or call them directly at area code 407-895-0650. FOT carries a large selection of merchandise such as art books, t-shirts, posters, wall scrolls, soundtracks, PVC figurines, models, and much, much more. Also, it's a great place to find imports of your favorite musical artists and the latest films from Japan, Hong Kong, and other Asian countries. Last but not least, Florida Oriental Trading is not only home to the best selection of anime on DVD in Central Florida, but there you'll find a wide variety of manga too. On top of that, all of their manga is always priced at 20 percent less than retail daily 20 percent. that's right frank 20 percent. florida oriental trading is open every day except wednesdays from 10 a.m to 7 30 p.m eastern standard time you even find them open most holidays so if you're local stop on by and visit kwan and debbie or give them a call at area code 407-895-0650 and give them the business tell them gundam at mahq sent you Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Gundam at MHQ. It's time for a Gundam spotlight that uh, some have been looking forward to and some have been dreading the 15th installment and we are finally reaching the last one of the 20th century and that would be G. Savior. <laughs> what a way to end, uh, end the 20th century. Yeah, well, for those who don't know about this installment, uh, G. Savior is a live-action Canadian-Japanese co-production uh, produced. It was made in 1999 as part of the Gundam Big Bang 20th anniversary alongside uh, Turn A Gundam, but uh, it kind of got lost in the shuffle and didn't end up uh, being released in Japan until around 2000, late 2000. And um, the story is pretty basic. It's set in uh, UC-0223, and in this uh, very far future, um, the Earth Federation no longer exists and has been replaced by a similar corrupt evil organization that's probably the exact same people, the Congress of Settlement Nations, a.k.a. Consent, very cleverly named. (laughs) And um, there's a whole new side out there, Side 8 Gaia, that we don't know when it was... uh, built but it's there and um basically there's a global famine crisis and uh consent is trying to crack down on um dissidents everywhere including in gaia where there's advanced agricultural production so the story focuses on mark curran who's a former constant pilot and now he's working for a um group called Hydrogen that's investigating um, researching underwater agriculture. He gets caught up in a whole bunch of junk when a uh, Bugu mobile suit from Consent crashes into uh, the ocean. He goes and rescues it and uh, pretty soon after a couple of uh, scuba divers invade the station to steal some some samples of some stuff and one of them gets killed and um, 
Mark has a uh, sort of unwelcome encounter with his former commanding officer, a dickhead by the name of Jack Hale. So after that whole thing, uh, Mark is being heralded as a hero for rescuing the Bugu pilot, and his uh, bitchy girlfriend, Mimi DeVere, uh, goes with him to a party where the congressional president is at, along with an uh, old guy higher up named General Gardot, Garneau, and uh, good old Jack the Dickhead. So, of course, they cross paths, and um, the general asks Mark to investigate what's going on with uh, this incident at Hydrogen, and Mark goes to interrogate the captured prisoner who turns out to be a guy and doctor named Cynthia Graves, and she convinces him that uh, she was working with research on uh, bioluminescence with a guy named Dr. Reva, who's not seen in the movie and is only mentioned. So she gets Mark to help her, you know, test the junk and mix these liquids together, and whoop-de-doo, magical light appears, bioluminescence. But then uh, Jack comes to stop Mark, and uh, Mark gets away. But Jack, being a little bitch that he is, kills a one of his own security guards to blame Mark for that. So now Mark's on the run with uh, Cynthia and uh, some two losers of her. Some interns come along for the ride along with his bitchy girlfriend, and they steal a shuttle, and they go to um, Side 4's new Manhattan colony. They meet up with an old friend of Mark's who is supposedly dead but really isn't, and he's part of a secret resistance group called the Illuminati. And this guy, Philippe, shows Mark inside a theater a brand-new mobile suit that they've developed that is rather Gundam-looking and is called the G-Savior. And he wants uh, Mark to pilot it, but Mark's all emo, like, yeah, I already did my part, uh, no, no thanks. <laughs> so then they end up uh, going to side eight, and uh, Mark has to pilot the G-Savior because there's a whole bunch of junk in their way, and he has to use the G-Savior to uh, blow, a path, bah, blow a path clear for them. And Kind of similar to a, a scene that uh, is almost identical in, in V Gundam. So he gets to uh, Gaia and finds out that the uh, guy in charge of Gaia is Cynthia's father, and now Consent is showing up and is demanding that um, Gaia hand over the bioluminescent sample as well as... As Mark and Cynthia. In the whole mess of this, uh, Mark and Cynthia end up kissing. His bitchy girlfriend Mimi gets angry and she turns the colony's uh, debris defense system onto the constant warship and opens fire on it, killing a couple of people. So now things escalate to a full-scale battle and uh, they've got a bunch of crappy old-looking GM-type suits called the Freedom in relation to another suit called Freedom. And <laughs> they ask Mark to, uh, you know, lead their forces in battle, and he's like, eh, but then he finds out that his girlfriend's like an uber evil bitch, and he changes his mind, and then he goes to uh, lead them in battle by giving them a stirring speech, and um, he's kind of there on the, the sidelines just directing the battle until these crappy old freedoms get their asses kicked by um, the unmanned MW Rise that Consent is using. So Mark goes out in the G-Savior and starts kicking ass, and then Jack shows up, and they have a, a somewhat interesting fight on uh, one of the colony's mirrors, but uh, Mark, of course, kicks Jack's ass and refuses to kill him so that he can be court-martialed instead. But um, in the meantime, the general and uh, bitchy Mimi, they get on a shuttle, and she realized that uh, the general didn't want to control bioluminescence and thus uh, solve the world's food problem because they could grow food on the oceans, which are 75% of the Earth's surface. He actually wants to squash it because famine and selective starvation are more beneficial to consent. So she secretly slips the bioluminescent sample back to uh, Cynthia. And they're on a guy in shuttle so that they don't get uh, attacked because uh, there's reinforcements showing up. Unfortunately, the MW Rise 
spot the guy in shuttle, see it as an enemy, and blow it to pieces, killing the general and bitchy Mimi. At the end, peace is restored, and Cynthia's father gives this hokey speech about how it's guy in this moment, yada yada, etc., etc., and uh, Mark decides to go back down to Earth to clear his name, and uh, he asks Cynthia to come down with him, and they kiss and live happily ever after. The end. That was one of the most um, enthusiastic show reviews or show concepts I've ever heard, Chris. Um, Can't you tell how much I love this movie? <laughs> it is the best movie ever made. You can take that to the bank. <laughs> Such an endorsement. Well, uh, I guess I have to uh, disagree on some of the points you brought up, but we'll get to that later. In a well, bit. Let's, okay. Let's get. Why to... don't we go to Peter first? Because yes. <laughs> This is the punk who says that G-Savior is more enjoyable than Zeta. So please, tell us. You, you have the floor. Than Zeta? Yeah, no, just just oh, quiet. Everyone Christ. quiet. You have the floor, Peter. <laughs> Go the, ahead and start ranting. Yeah, this, this is... Think of this as like, even though you're Canadian, the United States Senate. You have, you have, you have the floor. You have five to ten minutes. Go ahead. Okay, well, <laughs> I should have wrote in a speech. Okay, um... Well, first thing I'll point out for Chris's um, enthusiasm there is that he made Mark sound too, more whiny than he really is. But he is Mark, whiny. Well, he doesn't whine so much as he just flat out refuses. I mean, he's not like other Gundam protagonists that are like, Oh, I don't want to play the Gundam. He doesn't go like that. He just says, no, I'm not doing it. And then he walks away. So that's more adult, I guess, because, well, Mark is an adult. He's not some kid that found the keys in the ignition. <laughs> But, and, I don't know, his, his reasons for it are pretty explained. He uh, let, left his friend to die there because he had to follow orders, and although he decided to disobey those orders eventually, but he was too late. So, obviously, he has uh, reservations about going out and having something like that happen again, but when the chips are down, he knows that he has to fight. I mean, he hops in this G-Saver, like, right when they need it and he chops up some debris and then he um when guy is threatened by consent there he does suggest that they should probably surrender because like that's is the smarter choice instead of like fighting and getting kill yourself killed but eventually he know he realizes that that's not really an option so yeah he decides he leads their con the colony's forces and he goes out and he fights and saves the day <laughs> and uh because of his past there, he's pretty jaded, so he's always got, like, a sarcastic quip to <laughs> spout out. <laughs> oh, I and remember him. That's, that's one of the things about the movie is a lot of uh, one-liners that, <laughs> yeah, they're bad, but in, like, the funny kind of bad way, at least for me. Like, mm -hmm. I got a laugh out of it, and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, like that. I guess that ties into why I enjoy it more than Zeta. When I'm watching this movie, there, I'm thoroughly amused and I'm quite in high spirits because it's. I find it pretty fun. Whereas watching Zeta, yeah, it's better. Like my mind knows it's better, but my body is still like depressed and stuff when all like <laughs> dark, dark, dark stuff happens in Zeta, right? So. Oh, good God! Certainly, G Savior that that conjured positive emotions in me mm -hmm. is a lot more enjoyable than something that might stimulate my mind but still is depressing so, so basically g savior makes you smile was that it makes you want to cut yourself <laughs> something are, like that are, are, are you sure you're talking about zeta and not put on v? a veil because i mean you're making it sound like uh, i mean zeta yeah there's some depressing stuff in there but christ it's not that bad 
It's not victory. It, oh no, it's not it, victory. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it's not victory. Well, I actually like victory more than Zeta, but I that's knew it no too. Victory. <laughs> not idiot. So. So so you so so you make you absolutely make no sense. We've just established that you make no sense because if you're telling us that you you like victory more than Zeta, but yet Zeta's more depressing, so that's why you like it less than G Savior. And your brain says that Zeta's better, but, but some your body likes G Savior. I his, don't There's there's different things, okay? There's <laughs> okay. here's an analogy I've used before, okay? An apple, okay? Mm -hmm. It's better right than say a chocolate bar. A Snickers. Like a better in what way? More nutritious? Yeah, I mean it's better for you. What satisfies you? Not necessarily. But... Mm -hmm. Not necessarily cuz chocolate is good for people too, but Crunchy in moderation. Uh, as, the point is, you got something that's good for you, but something that's bad for you. But that something that's bad for you might be more like but, you want to indulge in it more so than something that's good bad for you. It's, it's not. In, no. It's like say an apple versus a cigarette. Yeah. A cigarette is inherently bad for you. Right. Caramel. But so people <laughs> enjoy smoking, right? For whatever reason, I don't. Anyway, the whole point is Peter makes no freaking sense. <laughs> exactly. Hey, no, hold on, hold on. Exactly. His, his tastes gravitate towards the cornball. I can understand that. Just a little like, bit. Just, what, just a okay, little. Just, yeah, go ahead. How can you, even if you acknowledge that someone is something is cornball and bad, mm -hmm. how can you say you still like it something that you say is not bad? Well, I'm not drunk, yeah. so you know I can't, I can't, I can't relate to that. But you know, I. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you, and I'll, I'll kind of put my two cents in the, when it comes to this whole thing with G-Savior. I'm a large fan of 70s, 60s and 70s kung fu movies. Oh, yeah. Which are ridiculous. Gordon They're Luke. cheesy. They ha and when you add the American dubs with them, and, you know, they got the, the crazy, crazy lines. And I forget the one where it's got, like, even – it's got the little short guy – from the Philippines. I forget what that series is called. God dang, I got it <laughs> I know at what home. you're talking about. But, it, it, I mean, those are funny, but they're fun. They're, they're paced pretty well because, you know, they don't last that long. And you kind of know what you're going into. But the mm -hmm. problem that I have with G-Savior is it's such – it's it, it's it, it's a slap in the eye. or It's a black eye to the franchise because here you have – you're taking something that's so well-respected and has such a rich history up until this point. And I don't have a problem with doing a, uh, you know, um, a live action adaptation of something or doing a separate story, but man, to do something just so poorly. I mean, it's it's one thing. Okay, the 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 CG, you know, it was okay. You know, the acting, okay, subpar. I mean, it's it's C and D level acting. But they were having fun with it, though. But there, but there's. You know, there, there's a lot of bad movies that have good stories. This story was just like, what the What's hell? Wrong with it? What's wrong? It with makes sense. It connects together. It has a beginning. It has a rising action. It has a climax, and it has a falling action. There's so, so that, so that, that. So just because you have those elements doesn't mean, mean those elements. Good. Good. Yeah, a lot of a lot of movies out there and a lot of shows have the same thing, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's good it's got, i mean you, you think of some of the worst movies of all time they all have a a, a beginning a, a middle end and, and an ending but it doesn't mean that they're good and 
you know, it's... I don't know. Well, it has all the foundations of a story in there. I mean, if you're going to say, oh, the story's bad, you got to give sp- more specific examples than that. Like, wh- what what did you find so bad about it other than everything, air quotes? Well, basically, the the big problem that I have with it is if you're going if you're going to have it as so close to the to the actual um you, you know the the animated shows i mean it's what you see like 200 223 i mean if if when you're going to when did victory end 153 153 so it's pretty far away off in the timeline mm-hmm. not far enough though for what it is i mean there's there's really no elements of anything if, if something as large as the earth federation is going to fall and then become another entity there's still going to be you know things in it there's no references really to any of the past well the Federation past shows there's there's nothing i mean it just well you see how crappy the federation is in victory i mean their fall was inevitable yeah they were they're on their way their, out their fall victory. is inevitable but it doesn't mean that they're just going to completely disappear in 70 years I mean that that's the thing. Think of think of think of in even in our own history. You know, the Soviet Union has been gone for what like 15 years, but it still leaves a legacy. There's still the legacy of the Soviet Union within, you know, all the break-off states. Well, here's another example. Uh if if you know just to throw it in, um yeah, go ahead. look how long it took the Roman Empire to collapse. It took yeah. centuries and there was a quote I read somewhere in some book that said basically something along the lines of um it took longer for the Roman Empire to fall than most other empires to exist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, we're talking and about a show where giant old. robots are flying around. Anything could happen. <laughs> well, but here's my thing about, about this world of G-Savior. You've got consent. You got the fall of the Federation in, in according to this story, UC two eighteen, and we pick up five years later. Aside, maybe from, not know, so much that it was a fall, uh, other than like restructuring, renaming, or something. I mean, if you want to look at, say, um, I know this is a mystery that's been discussed. Like to go into the Macross universe, you had the new, and now you have the new UN and Frontier, and nobody. Let's not even go into that because that's a complete mystery, and it has no bearing because we don't know what the situation is there. But in the case of uh, of uh, consent, it's basically is the federation because yeah. you don't suddenly get a whole new government you don't suddenly get a whole new army out of you know nothing so i can't imagine that the you know soldiers in consent are anyone different from who was in the federation the only difference is they're just blatantly uber evil yeah that's one of my complaints about this movie which well, is that the the only two members of consent we see are that general guy and jack and of course they're the evil assholes they're the villains of the but movie it, but it's but it's kind of implied throughout that they're the evil the evil organization you see you know on news reports what's going on yeah you see you know the, that the president is weak you see that all of this stuff is going on there really aren't any uh what i say there's not much that gives you an impression that these guys are just anything other than uber evil. Yeah. I mean, they're sort of like, they're sort of even worse than the Titans because the Titans at least had some sympathetic characters. I would say, now that this exists as an example, which it didn't when this movie was made, they're pretty much like the Earth Alliance. Almost entirely evil, stupid, Mm -hmm. ham-fisted villainy, and just completely incompetent. The way, the same way, the exact same way the Earth Alliance is. Yeah. Well, but I mean, if you want to look at it that way, then it's just but our, our, Western writing. I mean, we always have our movies are always like that, where you got clear cut good and evil, right? On top of that, on top of that, mm. we really didn't have much time to explore the matter because it was a, a it was a ninety minute movie. And on right. top of that, consent is a product of the Zanskar Empire anyway. I mean, it's it's just going from one extreme to the next. 
So, I mean, although Zanskar, you know, they, they had some sympathetic people in there, too. But for the most part, that was an effed up regime. <laughs> and um, you just go from one to the next. And, I mean, if, if you're going from the league military to a re- reestablished federation to consent, of course, the foundation's weak. So you're going to have some gung-ho people that it's, it's just history repeating itself in the end. I mean, yeah. it's, 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 it's a resurgence of the Titans, but worse. And, yeah, I mean, we only got a glimpse of some of the people in there. But, I mean, I, I assume that the whole organization was a bunch of bastards and, and um, I, 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 they had to go. But um, for the most part, there could have been some cool people. We just never got the chance to see them. I mean, I mean it's just and, an hour and a half movie. On top of that, on top of that there, were com- there were at least some cool people that used to be in consent, like Mark himself. And I don't know about the dude he was trying to save, his, his old boy. But, I mean, there are humans in consent. It's just that the people in charge, a bunch of dicks. Yeah. <laughs> Since we haven't really gotten to it yet, here's my litany of complaints. Go ahead. <laughs> and, you know, I've only seen this movie three times. Once when I originally saw it, once to review it seven years ago, and now again uh, in advance of the segment so that I could refresh my... <laughs> and every time I've watched this movie, from even the opening credits, I ask myself a, a pretty basic question. Who is this intended to appeal to? Yes. Here's yes. the thing. It was part of the Big Bang Anniversary Project 10 mm-hmm. years ago, but it wasn't made with Japanese actors. So yeah. why was it made with Canadian actors? Uh, at the time that it was made, Gundam had just barely started being released here in America, and Wing hadn't even aired on TV yet by the time this movie was produced. So why make it in English with a Canadian staff? It's sort of like this. It's, it's sort of like Sunrise wanted to create something, handed it off to somebody else and then for better or for worse got left with the end result yeah that's the inherent issue here right but when i you don't take i take that into consideration and it's it's a mitigating factor for me i mean okay the movie might not be that great but is it really its fault i mean it was given so much so little to work with in the beginning and the fact that they made something that i consider halfway decent out of what little they were given is something i give it credit for but well, then the question I, would be I don't any at all yeah well, then the question you know, would be here's is, the thing well, okay here's the thing bad is bad mm-hmm. whether you have 500 million dollars or five hundred thousand dollars you know there are fantastic movies that get made on garbage budgets out there like uh say memento or the usual suspects Mm -hmm. these are movies that were made on absolutely nothing but they're considered classic movies you know you just because you have less resources to work with doesn't mean it excuses you from creating a piece of garbage yeah and here's some other is it garbage on its own or is it just garbage in contact with gundam if you had never seen a single thing of Gundam in your life and you were shown this movie what do you think you would think I would think the same thing Really? Yeah, because it's because I, I, it, it 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 just kind of meandered, and yeah. it didn't it didn't really make me want to get into the thing. I mean, uh, uh, okay, it's thirty minute or it's ninety minutes long. Mm-hmm. Well, within that first fifteen to twenty minutes, you mm-hmm. got to do something where it's gonna want to keep you going, and it doesn't do it. You're just sitting there, and you're like, ah, yeah. this I, the characters just aren't really. There's not this guy that's like saying, oh, you know, what's he gonna do in the future, or, or this, or anything like that. There's yeah. nothing to keep you there. I mean. Here's the thing. When you watch it, it feels like one of those really, really, really bad sci-fi original movies. You know, like Coolio fighting pterodactyls. Yeah. And, Mansquito. It's like they're fighting uh, piranhas in the lake. Yeah. It feels like one of those kind of movies. And honestly, if it wasn't because this was in the Gundam franchise and I had just was I was just watching it on TV, I wouldn't have even finished watching it. The only yeah. reason I even sat through it 
was because of the fact that it was specifically Gundam. If it wasn't even Gundam, yeah. it, it would just turn me off so much that I said, screw this. Why would I, I would just you know, change channels? Why would I bother wasting my time with this? And the, and the other question that I have is if you're going to be doing something called the, the, the Big Bang 20th anniversary, why wouldn't you put something quality out? I mean, you're here. It, it's not even the fact. I mean, they could have gone with the whole story of consent and all that and whatever, but... Here you're producing something to celebrate a franchise that's 20 years old. That's a pretty storied franchise that you're trying to. I, I guess they're trying to. They're trying to bring it over. Maybe that's the reason why they did it. You know, in you know, with English act, English speaking actors, I can't and wait. everything like that. But the thing is, is why not put a little bit more care in it? And like Chris said, it doesn't matter if you have 500 million or 500 thousand. If there you some, have there are... somebody that's got a director or mm-hmm. a scriptwriter, somebody that's going to have the ability to you know try to convey something in it then let why not do it because th- i mean for something to be a, tw- a 20th anniversary thing mm-hmm. it's pretty horrible well, i mean it, it's 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 memorable because it's a memorable well, piece of crap released with it <laughs> look, look where most of their budget probably went to turn a gundam well, so. we're not even talking about yeah because but bandai speak- bandai but, has been for a long time doing multiple gundam yeah. projects in a single year well they can juggle with two hands and besides they're they're two different teams the point yeah. is that g savior was done on the cheap let's look at it for a second yeah this movie was made in 1999 all of the consent the ground troops their uniforms came from Starship Troopers. <laughs> yeah. Well, and those uniforms have been recycled to like 5,000 different cheap sci-fi movies. And uh, television shows. At, yeah. You look at the, uh, the mechanical designs. Okay, you got, you got Kunio Okawara doing kind of the same old tired stuff he always does. You look at the mobile suits. The designs of the mobile suits in every aspect look like they're going backwards mm-hmm. instead of forwards. I mean, these things are clunky and slow and old looking. They look like something that came out of the one-year war. Yeah. I mean, just look at, for example, uh, you look at the cockpits. You know, for some reason, they've seemingly regressed back to, you know, the old one-year war style cockpit instead of, you know, the 360-degree cockpit. See, that, that I think, is a ridiculous complaint because do you think that they could honestly pull off the effects to do a 360 monitor? And that, that's If what they that... had a good budget, I know. Yeah. I'm not a moron. I can mm. tell that it's because they had no budget, but these are some of the things that result from that. It looks cheap. You look at all of the, like, props. Yeah. And everything you see, like big old computers. It looks like something that's even older. I mean, yeah, it is ten years old now. Yeah. But for something that's ten years old, it looks like it's even older than ten years old. Well, I, I was I was discussing this with Neo earlier. It looks like a pilot for a TV show made on the cheap. Remember those those um, sci-fi shows that would come on in syndication, which mm-hmm. didn't have that big of a budget. It looked like that, like um the early earlier seasons of Babylon Five. Not the Knock Babylon Five, beautiful show. Uh, but you know it's got its own merit. But the uh, the yeah, earlier pack like uh, time tracks and all those other shows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The earlier seasons of you know like, like time tracks or, or Babylon Five didn't look all that great compared to some of the other front runners like DS Nine, Star Trek: The Next Generation, which you know costs. One point five to two million dollars per episode to yeah, me. Here, here's the ILM thing. working on the show. Here's the thing with what you're saying. Okay. I understand that. A pilot's a pilot, but they're All trying right. to get it picked up so they can have a full slate of things. This was a one shot ninety minute uh, show or a ninety well, minute it had a movie. Lot of, it had, go ahead. And and yeah, okay, maybe yeah. they didn't have the budget to do a completely mm-hmm. cool looking three sixty degree monitor. Yeah. But you know what? There's camera tricks. And there's ways of filming it where it could give the impression mm-hmm. that there's a 360-degree monitor. 
So, I mean, yeah, there is there is that. I mean, well, it does look like they regressed. I well, mean, okay, I mean, let's let's be honest. Our mm-hmm. Are, are propellered airplanes now the same as <laughs> propellered airplanes 70 years ago no they're not right okay so i All mean right. th- that's the thing and but you know but, they still have a propeller but they still look the same but the <laughs> cockpit layout's a little bit different and mm-hmm. you know it's 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 gonna look like it's not gonna look like they just completely regress there's three things like that, 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 you know, not, not to defend the movie. I'm just, I'm just no, laying it, I'm laying in the circumstances because I'm not about to, I'm, 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 I'm defend, I'm, Jesus. Um, Peter, forgive me, Peter, forgive me for this. But the movie was made in Canada. It didn't have any, any, I, I can't imagine not many people working in Hollywood where, you know, the best special effects come from or were working on this. And if they were, it was, it was a bunch of amateurs to say the least. Granted, it, it, it's not, it, it's not, it's not that. even in widescreen. It's not even in an aspect ratio. It's in, it's, it's a television. It's, it's even formatted for television. It's 1999. Yeah, exactly. It was made for TV and it was in 1999. Exactly. There weren't that many. It was 10 years ago that we're exactly. filming in wide. This thing was doomed from the start. <laughs> and on exactly. top of that, on top, on top of that, on top of that, you had a bunch of people working on this that are not that enthusiastic about Gundam. Granted, if you had a whole different people, if it was say today and you had a bunch of people who, you know, love Gundam, like it was the, like the people who were behind, um, the Lord of the Rings. If you had that caliber, of people working behind us and were that enthusiastic about putting out this product and had that kind of budget, it would have looked so much better. It probably had a better script because you can tell that the script was like some leftover script, probably written for another TV show that they just rewrote for this movie. You know, they just changed a few names, changed a few other events. I mean, they didn't even say the word Gundam in this movie. But, not once. But, but, <laughs> but, here, but here again, that comes down to you, you guys are defending I'm just, stuff. I'm, that I'm stating the facts. Here, here Sunrise is entering. They're trying... Basically, they're trying to promote this to out to markets outside of Japan. I think they, I think they aimed it more no, towards just, Japanese than just, they did Americans. Just let me finish Go on ahead. this. The Go thing ahead. is, is okay, great, but you know, this is this is your flagship. Yeah, this is your flagship. So right. why are you allowing these things to happen? Why are you not having some people that know about the story or the mythos of? Uh, Mobile Suit Gundam and Universal Century. Why are you not doing that? Because I mean, that, that's 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 the actual thing here. Mm-hmm. It's like once again, it comes down to it. I don't care what if it's made in Canada, if it's made yeah. in Bangkok, if it's made in Hollywood. Yeah. If well, if if you don't have people that lead and that don't want to, you know, make sure that the project's doing right, no matter right. what the budget or the effects or anything, mm-hmm. it's doomed to fail. Which well, this is. How about this? Um, bad movies are made every day. Even for like you guys said, from from five five million to five hundred million, um, the spirit just came out. Beautiful, and it's not that, a bad movie. It, it it it's not the best movie. Have either. you seen it? <laughs> I've I've not. Okay, so okay, the, I, okay, okay. I haven't seen haven't it. Seen it. To, to your def- to, to the right. defense of the movie, I haven't so, seen it. So, but tell me if that's the greatest comic book movie ever made, or if it even if it even lands in the top ten. But nobody's nobody's saying it is. But I mean, it just it didn't. It didn't. I mean, with all the all the stylized, it's it's a very stylized movie. It looks great, but it lacks it lacks that thing that 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 that. that How makes do you know you didn't see it? I didn't see it, but okay. when so when, okay, the, when, when a movie example. hold on hold on hold on. I mean, all right, let's not get into talking <laughs> uh, about that. Yeah. All right, oh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I'm still. just saying. I'm just saying. You 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 get examples of that. I mean, 
I, I honestly think that movie has less excuse of being as bad as it was compared to G Savior being as bad as it was, given all the factors against it. Chris, and let's uh, talk. Let's talk money for a second, so we can get into some concrete and not just talk out of yeah. Our you, ass. Go, yeah. go go ahead. Go ahead and get into your, your list, man. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. The budget for G Savior was eight point nine million dollars, oh, which my. is wow, uh, yep. not a small amount at all for wow. an eighty-minute TV. Most feature-length pilots for a show would not be anywhere near that much. By comparison, since mm-hmm. I mentioned it before, Memento, budget of $4.5 million. Yeah, but not a sci-fi movie, though. Not a sci-fi movie, but right. still. Okay. It looks like an A-grade movie made on a small budget. Sure. Uh, the Usual Suspects, $5.5 million. Yeah. Um, but can you think of a sci-fi? Here's an extreme example. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clerks, mm-hmm. 27000 Oh, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, the film stock was all in black and white. Um, he, okay, he got, yes, he got local actors, true. and there are, there, there are things. Plus, I've never the, seen a low-budget sci-fi movie that, that – I, I can't think of even one independent sci-fi film with a low budget that didn't look – like a B grade movie, I'm sure there's an ex- I'm sure there's an exception to the rule. Yeah, but but you'd be hard pressed to find it than just an independent movie that takes place in reality, which is not hard to cast or to find location, or and you don't have to build sets. Th- those are things that independent movies have going for it. G Savior, I-, I can't believe that movie cost eight something odd million to make. I-, I was I was just joking around with Neo before the show started. I was saying it was it couldn't have a budget more than one or two million, and then you go and you tell me it's eight million. It's like wow. That makes me think a little differently, but at the yeah. same time, um, I don't know. I, I, a lot of sci-fi movies cost a lot more than that to be made, and, and that's but those are feature films. This is they, a TV. Yeah, this is a TV special. I, I have a question. There's a lot of money being thrown in for a TV special. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Um, okay, so just because it says a film's budget is so much, does that necessarily mean they used all of that budget? Yeah. Yep. That's well, what they're budgeted if, for. If on the books it, it said they spent that much, they probably they, they probably did spend that, that much. That was the final and, budget, and that, and that also have, that also includes promotion as well. Well, you so. have you have you have preliminary budgets, you have intermediary budgets, revised and finals. Yeah. That's the final cost of that movie was eight point nine million dollars. Yeah. And let's see, they had D level <laughs> actors, C and D level actors, so they didn't spend the money on that. Where did they spend the money on? The the, sci-fi, the 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 CG. It well, there's very little CG, CG in this movie. Yeah. And here's something that I noticed when watching it. Uh, and the sets too. This time, mm-hmm. uh, when you have CG that just involves like ships moving around or the rotation of the colonies, that all looks fine. Yeah. Right. The second you have mobile suits coming in and doing things, it looks really slow moving yep. and clunky. Yeah, add video games to my Dreamcast to look better. He- heaven forbid <laughs> uh, robots would be slow moving and clunky, right? Okay, but we're not talking. We're talking about reality. We're talking about you know anime <laughs> And we're and we're we talking talk- about. It isn't Gundam uh, been uh, hailed for its uh, no relative realism? <laughs> Robots are funny. Well, I mean, again, I think that's a a, a reason of the product of a being by people who are not familiar with the shows and the series and are not longtime fans of the series. Their interpretation of those suits and how big they were went against canon or went against uh, went against what we have come to know up to that point because but you know the thing is the, the spirit sunrise wasn't... accepts it as canon yeah. sunrise but there was you... executive producers from yeah. sunrise on there but when you look why at the thing it's already too late why are There's they only not like two of checking? them mm-hmm. yeah but why aren't they checking it where, where were they i mean seriously do, do producers ever actually do anything not much i'm, I'm not too uh, knowledgeable about the uh 
filmmaking process. They're supposed to, but... They're supposed to. <laughs> They're the <laughs> producer. Yeah. Rise wasn't really paying much attention, but uh, to, to actually defend Canada since since uh, since Solbro was kind of knocking it, oh, there but, are good things that come out of Canada, like yeah. Ray's Ice Peter, uh, Highlander of the series. Yeah. yeah. That was a French-Canadian co-production. The yeah, early, a little cheap at the beginning, but it got a lot better later on. There is... The earlier seasons know, of X-Files, I mean, Stargate, if you're well, a fan of that just, show. That's just filmed in Canada. That's not yeah. produced by Canada. Yeah, true. Highlander was an actual Canadian production. co-production. But, um, you know, looking at this, you know, a, a budget like this, you know, the acting is, you know, okay to mediocre. There's there's some yeah. there's some okay people in there. Probably the, the most standout one would be uh, Inuka Okuma, who plays um, Cynthia Graves and also uh, was the voice of Lady Yon in the dub of Wing. Sure was. Um, Brennan Elliott, who plays Mark Curran, he's okay. My thing about Mark is, and you know, since Peter was defending this, he is a whiny guy. And you know, for a guy who's got to be in his late 20s or early 30s, and now that I'm in my late 20s, it's like, would <laughs> stop being a whiny bitch. I understand. Yeah. Yes, he had that. That's a kind of a tragic thing that he had to watch as his buddy went down. But plenty of other Gundam pilots in plenty of other universes, whether it's UC or an alternate universe, have been like half his age and gone through way worse and still persevered. Whereas in the case of Mark, he's kind of just almost pushed into the situation because, you know, now he's been branded as a criminal for killing the guard that he didn't kill, and he kind of has no choice but to participate. But he's kind of resisted along the whole way. Isn't that true for every other Gundam protagonist? Okay, they're forced but they're into something and they're resistant. They're half his age. This is a grown so man. So I, I, I don't think age has anything to do with like being it against something does. you it don't want to do. It, it absolutely it does. does. Yeah. This is a grown man yeah. who is a former soldier living out in society, not some kid who is thrust into something that he never expected to be in. There is an exactly. absolute difference, and age absolutely is important. Yep. If you I'll say it, it doesn't, it's because you're just a pedo bear. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Well, I'll have to take your word for it, Richard. <laughs> I don't know how many years older you guys are than me, so... Oh, I'm old. I'll take your word, I'll, I'm, I'll take I'm your word for that. I'm old as hell. But um, I, I think a, a big reason that he was resistant is, you know, of course, is his, his background story. But, I mean... He he just had an overall resistance to you know piling a mobile suit in battle thanks to the you know the whole ex- experience that he had not to defend him but you know he just had a bad taste in his mouth from that experience and he didn't want to go back to it and granted I didn't I didn't agree with him at all it's like dude just get in that thing yeah <laughs> but uh, I'm saying okay <laughs> yes I mean, it is it is tragic you know what traumatizing to past. some degree it is right? traumatizing mm-hmm. but. You know, there still is a lot worse things that happen to a lot of other people in different shows yeah. that were worse. Like and Camille they... losing his mom in, in Zero G Gravity. I mean, yeah, I always think of that as like the, the, even, template, even, the template of tragedy right there. Or even Shin. Even, even Kira Yamato went through worse. Yeah. 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 So. Even, even, even a lot of people rag on Shin. But, you know, Shin went through, Shin went through the ringer in the very first five minutes of his show. So, <laughs> yeah, because the the big thing with this is this isn't something that happened in the show. This is just the reason why he got out of the forces was because he saw his buddy go down. It's not like yeah, it's not like it's something that he just experienced just now. This is you know yeah. this is a past prologue. Yeah, that and... happened years ago. Well, every character needs internal conflict, right? There there was his. He he got over it by the end of the movie. So, <clears throat> well, he did. He did finally overcome. Although he could have done it quicker, because um. 
I got to say, well, anyway, I'll, I'll let Chris continue because uh, he hasn't finished his yet. But when I get into my review, I'll I'll I'll, I'll explain my whole. I'm I'm I'm, I'm done. done. I think I have enough comments yeah. for the moment. <laughs> go 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 <laughs> ahead. If you want to fill us with something, please go ahead. No, no problem. I sat down with um, Marky Mark and the Thirty Bunch yesterday. Popped it in my DVD player, and um, I I I I I already had low expectations to begin with when I sat down and watched it, and um. I, my main complaints about the movie is when you write a script, you've got to be able to grab the viewer within the first, I think the first seven or eight minutes. And that movie didn't really do that. I know there was the big thing about him saving the pilot, but I already knew that was going to happen. And, you know, it didn't seem that extreme. It didn't really get me connected to the characters at all. And then, you know, the first act went by pretty fast. I think the first act ended around the time they captured, um, they captured Cynthia, but that second act was way too long. And then, he gets the Gundam 54 minutes in. Or actually, he gets in. Yeah, he gets in the Gundam 54 minutes into the movie. And keep in mind, the movie's 90 minutes, and he doesn't even pilot it. I mean, he he pilots it against a bunch of space debris. And um, I th- I had a big problem with the set pieces. I think they were they were kind of lame. But for the you know uh, for what they were you know paying for, I I, I don't know. It, it's just very is 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 it, like I said, it's a generic script that I believe they just somebody threw together within like maybe two days. Maybe maybe it's from leftover scripts that this person had wrote. Um, it was written by someone who really didn't have any passion for Gundam at all. Probably didn't even watch an entire series. And if he did watch a series, he probably just watched Gundam Wing, and that was about it. On top of that, if the producers were watching the dailies on this movie, <laughs> they were probably Japanese and didn't have a grasp on the language, so everything was looking good to them. It's like, whoa, this is the this is the. Keep in mind, it was the first live action Gundam ever made, so of course it looked good to them. Yeah, but once again, I mean, man, you're just making all these assumptions that like well, I mean, they did all this stuff. It's I mean, not it, like back then they had something to go against. It's like it's not like they had transformers. It's not even the, to look it's not at. even the fact that, of that. That looks man. bad. I mean, you can you can compare it to yeah. like even TV shows of that era. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I mean, I like I said before, I had Dreamcast games that look better than that movie. <laughs> and that system so, came out in ninety nine. So <laughs> Rise from the Ashes has yeah. better looking CG. Exactly. Yeah. And better moving CG. <laughs> Than that movie does, and later on, um, later on, Federation versus Zeon, you know, those 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 games have better CG than than that movie could even you know even wish to have, but um, I don't know. As a movie, I I I see it as a as a made for TV movie, which releases a lot of slack on it because it is it it is it is a low grade movie. You're expecting low grade. I'm not expecting great cinematography, great direction, not even great acting. I'm just expecting something that's filled time. If it wasn't Gundam, I'd have probably passed off the movie before the first act was done. I'd have probably changed the channel just like Chris, but since it was Gundam, I stuck with it too, and um, I can only say that um, it just it it didn't really crescendo. It just stayed the same mediocre pace the entire time. Yeah. Um, it just didn't tell a good story in the end. And I like Mark. I would probably one of would be Peter. I like Mark as a main character. He he had those one liners that were corny as hell, like the one where he told um, Homegirl's father, "No, I'm not going to kiss you." It's like, oh my god, did that? Did they really have to ADR that in? Because you know he he wasn't even facing the screen, and it didn't sound like he was on the set when he said it. It sounded like ADR where they added that later on, and it's like, was that really necessary? <laughs> Although no, the the mm-hmm. I think the award for the best worst one-liner has to go to uh, towards the end when General Garneau mm-hmm. uh, says to Cynthia Graves like, oh, we threw him a great retirement party. You should have been there. And she looks at him all angrily and says, I'm so glad I lost my invitation. Oh, yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it almost it almost rivals RoboCop with the worst one-liners. 
But, hey. I love RoboCop though. Those one-liners are awesome. RoboCop, <laughs> friggin' awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I gotta say for, for that. That's high. It, this movie, action. you know, exactly. Now, everything in RoboCop is intentional because it's a satire on you know American corporatism mm-hmm. and the runaway commercialism of the eighties. Yeah. This movie doesn't have that excuse. Yeah, yeah. this movie. This movie exactly. was trying too hard to be a Paul Verhoeven flick, and it it failed miserably. It didn't even have the ultra violence. If it did, I probably would have saved it. No, probably not. But um, <laughs> um, overall, I um, oh yeah, I forgot about talking about um, what's his name, Jack, my man Eddie Haskell. <laughs> Every time I saw that bastard, he always reminded me of Eddie Haskell from uh, Leave It to Beaver. Always had that stupid smirk, and I, I so wish that homeboy had killed him. He so deserved to die, and he left him alive for a court martial. That's just that 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 just pissed me off. But um, overall, the movie. When it comes to the Gundam series, it is the worst, only only second to um, what's that show? Uh, SD Gundam Force. SD Gundam what? Force. It's, it's at the, the bottom. American of... SD Gundam Force. What's that? You're, you're serious, right? Um, from what I saw. I mean, I'm, from what I'm I saw, not, I, maybe maybe needs a re- reevaluation. Force. Yeah. I think you're I think you're insulting SD Gundam Force. I think Am you're I really insulting <laughs> SD Gundam Force? Because there are a couple episodes Coming of SD Gundam me. Force mm-hmm. are pretty pretty enjoyable i mean it's a stupid kids show yeah but it's a little i i they're pretty enjoyable yeah well I, how, my question is how did the japanese take this movie because remember they watched this dubbed with a bunch of competent japanese voice actors you know i mean a lot of i guess a lot of uh i don't know if they were gundam regulars that dubbed all these voices but put it i'll put it no they're not no, i'll no. put it to you this way all right in terms of what bandai's release was of, of this in japan mm-hmm. they had a ps2 game that uh, comes out and kind of continues the story and from all reports uh tied in more with the Universal Century. Yeah. Uh, there was, I believe, a radio drama, and there was a grand total of one model kit produced. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That model kit is, let me look it up here because we do have a review of it on MHQ. That's the G Savior Space Mode. Yeah. What was that like? Just a, the Space Mode, not little... even the. They didn't even make a version where you can, you know, swap out parts to do the uh, terrain mode. What was it, 144 scale? <laughs> 144. It, was, it really was 144 scale? Yes. Oh, that's a damn shame. <laughs> but hilarious at that's, the same that's time. That's another thing about the G-Savior. Uh-huh. You know, just to wrap things up. Go ahead. The whole design of that thing is so stupid. Yeah, I do. That it's, this, it, it's basically a skeletal frame mm. that you have to attach different parts to to get it to work in different environments. Yeah. So which could- just strikes me so ridiculously stupid because okay one thing is like say the strike or the impulse where it's a complete mobile suit that just has different mission packs yeah this is an incomplete mobile suit it needs to stop somewhere and get outfitted <laughs> with all of these parts yeah wow that is that is kind of lame. yeah because because the strike mm-hmm. the strike and the impulse. If they fell from space onto the Earth, they could pretty much get by with whatever they had on, which has been, which was shown in those shows. This thing, you would have to sit there. If it went from space to Earth, you'd have to sit and have to go on Earth and, and wait to get uh, retrofitted with all the, um, you know, the terrain packs on it. Well, that, <laughs> that came in handy though during his fight when he got his arm caught in the mirror and then he ejected the armor and he pulled out his beam saber out and sli- sliced the guy. So there is some practical application there. That is a contrivance that was only because it was designed that way. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn. It's sort of like, it's sort of like, like in, any, in, in James Bond movies where Q gives Bond some ridiculously obscure gadget. Yeah. And then at some point in that movie, some ridiculously convoluted event occurs that requires the exact use 
of that gadget. Like the magnetic watch in um, Live and Let Die? <laughs> yeah, or, or, or it's... Or... The, the, the sound barrier piercing watch thing from Die Another Day. Yeah, it, it, it's... That's, the, it's... Uh, well, what's that called? Um, Chekhov's gun, is it? No, that's not Chekhov's gun. No, it's it's like in every and super you don't robot. Introduce it unless you use it or something like that. It's like in well, every... okay, okay. That that is for a dramatic element. Yeah, we're talking about you know just to relate to this example um, about James Bond. Reality is that sometimes things don't work as you expect. Yeah, that's the whole point of my example. There is never once a situation where Bond is given some goofy gadget and, and it, it doesn't work the way it's supposed to right. in that exact situation like oh no the sharks with the lasers on their heads are coming yeah. oh no <laughs> you know the ice palace that I'm stuck in is melting oh no you know the voodoo guy from black exploitation era is after me yeah you know all this stuff <laughs> always goes perfectly well, so if g savior hadn't been yeah. If the G Savior hadn't been designed the way it was, they would have come up with some other contrivance for, yeah. you know, Mark to win that fight. Yeah, hence the difference of the two newer editions of the James Bond, where a lot of the stuff that he has doesn't even, it doesn't work the way it's supposed to, or he's in a situation where he uses it, but it doesn't do what, it, it doesn't get him out of the bind. So <laughs> I haven't seen any of those yet. Yeah. <laughs> but stick with G Savior. Listen, this is not, yeah. you know, 007 at MHQ, you know, <laughs> G Savior wasn't designed that way. He would have just done something else, like rip his arm off, like Shiro, or something else, or they yeah. would have staged it differently. So, it's only oh, a design. Cool. It only worked because it was, you know, designed that way. It was. Yeah. It, it was a, a plot. It's just the contrivance of the plot. The plot required him to do that, and it was designed that way. It's awesome. not that it was really that effective. So, it, so it's, it's a pretty stupid system, honestly. Yeah. So it's safe to say that this, just like the Hollywood Godzilla movie, this is Gundam in name only. Gino. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Like, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of Godzilla, but oh. uh, even seeing that movie is like, wow, oh. this really. Sucks. Exactly. Yeah. It turned oh. you off on the whole franchise. I, I have a special place for that Godzilla movie, but due to personal situational reasons that I won't get into. But okay. um, I'm glad we're all in agreement. Um. Okay, let's just let me give me a chance to uh, rebuttal, re redeem myself a little bit here. Go ahead. Or I don't think that's something. possible. Rebuttal is fine. Pro probably you're, you're not. Getting, you're getting kind of like at least, you, at least I can or 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 have concluding comments. Anyways, um, you guys you mentioned, well, nothing really grabs you. Is I'll probably I guess we can chalk this up to me being young and impressionable. I think the, the first few minutes there when you see like the big space colonies up in space and they're turning and I got a, I got a real good feel about how huge they were and I thought oh this looks pretty cool like that kind okay, of impressed let's... me and then there was a scene later where they're on the ground and there are a bunch of buggoos walking around and <laughs> yeah. they're running away trying to not get stepped on I thought well that's pretty impressed there well Pete so I, you... I, I, all right Pete I, hold on a second mm -hmm. how old were you when you first saw G Savior um early mid teens like 12 or like 15? Probably more around 15. Okay. I can't okay, remember. I saw G Savior when I was 20. It's not going to be that big of a difference. Well, I mean, there, there is an audience for B movies, though. And I, I meet these people I every mean, day. I mean, it is a B movie. I'm not, and, I'm not and, saying and, 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 it's and, not bad. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm not saying that. It's just that I don't hate it like everybody else does. He sees, he sees like, his, Go ahead. It, like, 
if you ask me, oh, which do you think is better, Zeta or G-Saver, I will say that Zeta is better. Like, it's better in all, like, production value and content and stuff like that. And, and but all, mm-hmm. if, if you go by how much fun I have watching something, then I have more fun watching G-Saver than Zeta for various reasons, like the yeah. corny one-liners and just the whole spectacle of saying, oh, it's live-action Gundam, like that kind of spectacle thing where it's a movie with giant robots walking around, and I like giant robots, so that's a pretty cool thing for me to see. And it's very rare you see a Gundam that tongue-in-cheek, too. <laughs> yeah, so... Un- un- unintentionally, but still. <laughs> so, yeah, like, due to its this, the circumstances behind its production, like, mm-hmm. if it was given to a Hollywood studio, you can expect a finer product than if it's just can- Canadian film, which I know I'm not familiar with Canadian film at all, oh. so... I don't know any of that stuff. Well, you, you need to shake things up but, over there. <laughs> and, but anyways, like, because of those factors, I can't hate it because I had a lot going against it, like, before its conception. Right. So, but once again, I, I can't you guys are rip sitting... it apart like people do. I mean, I, I understand how the more older, experienced people like you guys with higher standards than I do would definitely not like it. Like, I understand but that. Crap is crap. Just, yeah, that's got it's nothing good. to do with it. So, crap is crap, and you yeah. can still like crap. I mean... You're too forgiving, as, yeah. as you yourself admit. Yeah, I, I am well, too. I don't consider that a bad thing, though. That is a but bad thing. Depends <laughs> on the context. I mean, if... if Opinions are being, opinions, man. If, if being overly critical prevents me from having fun, then being overly critical is a bad thing, in my opinion. We're not talking about being overly critical. I mean, even just on a basic viewership level... Yeah. I don't enjoy this movie. Yeah, the first okay, time I watched and it, and that's this fine, but I do. But so there shouldn't be anything wrong with that. Man, I love this we're segment. It's so heated. We're not saying <laughs> that you're wrong. That you that you don't that you enjoy it. But what we're saying is we're we're saying that we don't like it because of this and that. And yeah. when it comes in the context of being within a franchise of a a large catalog of a, of a science fiction, you know. Um, franchise here it's very poorly done and it doesn't tie in to any part of the mythos of Gundam I mean it's not even I, the fact that I think it does it, a, a little bit I mean it's got why because it's in universal colonies. century it, it's in the universal century but other than just name only like you can clearly tell the Bugus are from the Zaku line and you can clearly tell the Freedoms are from the yeah, GM 150, line yeah 150 years after those things went out of service yeah so. Well, even look at what they were using. The Federation was using Victory. Mm. Yeah, they, they, were, they were using. I mean, they still uh, had Jagans, didn't they? Uh, that's Not right. Victory. Not a Victory. Oh, had James know. Guns and Javelins. That's right. Yeah. And, well, and, and so the... obvious. And, and besides, Gaia is a backwater, or kind of backwater colony that they're focused in agriculture, so of course they're not going to have advanced mobile suits. And they had the rays that I thought were pretty intimidating. Well, the rays are all right, but if you look at, you know, just to settle this one issue, the the Freedom, its model number is RGM-196, which is would, you know, indicate that it was probably a Federation mobile suit, and going by the way the Federation uh, labels its mobile suits means it was developed in UC-196. Those things look like clunky, rust, clunky, rusted old monsters, even by, you know, UC-196, which, of course, we have no other entries in. Yeah. Those uh, things look worse than... Would it be like um, maybe 
they decided to like cut back on their technology. Is that a possibility? Like, okay, we're getting too advanced and we're blowing each other I, I, up I, too I think much. You're, so we're going to reduce our technological level. Is that, I, I, is that I think possibility? Yeah, and I think you're I think you're looking too much into like trying to justify the reason but why it, the suits technology are, only yeah. degrades when you have something like a society falling apart. Like, for example, going back to the Roman Empire, they had, you know, hot running water. When yeah. the empire was destroyed by barbarians, everything regressed for a good thousand or so years until the Renaissance. So it's only, or, you know, perfect example, turn a maybe when the Maybe when the Federation fell, they lost a lot of technology. But it doesn't, no, there's didn't. no evidence that that's the case. It just... That never happened. No and yeah. it's, not, it's not the case. Well, didn't, wasn't Gaia... Wasn't hold on a second. Hold, hold on a second. Because right. yeah, right. now you're talking out of your ass, honestly. Yeah. Oh. Again, if the mobile suit was developed in UC-196 and the Federation didn't collapse until 218, where are you saying the technology was lost? Yeah. I'm talking about, you but, know, but like what, what? big scale apocalyptic events. Yes. Just not like just in Turn A, you know. Turn A, like Turn A Gundam. Yes. That's where your technology goes backwards, not, you know, one government falls and is re replaced by another. That happens, like, constantly all over the earth. Okay, well, so you okay. have There's so really no uh, to scientifically explain how it is that technology moved backwards. Yeah. Okay, but, but, okay, that's fine, and you're right about that, but, um,. But but what? Um, <laughs> what? What? what think, aren't we all looking too hard yes, to well, find an in-universe reason for why the mobile suits are like that? When the clear reason why the mobile suits are like that is because well, I'm the any, technology at the production crew couldn't make anything shinier. Once than again, what they got. once again, well, we're going to put it in this context. Yeah, this is stuck in universal century. It wouldn't be that big of a difference if it was some alternate century and their suits looked kind of like that. Well, it's would, not a big thing. If it was called, you know, Space Time 222 <laughs> or some crap like that, then this wouldn't even be an yeah. issue. I mean, but this is part of Universal Century. We, we gotta chalk this up to bad writing, first off. And second, um, wasn't Gaia kind of ostracized? I mean, wasn't it kind of on its own? I mean, for a good while, because of the fact that they were kind of against the, what Cassent wanted in the first place. Once again, you guys are like just I'm, I'm, really I'm just, reaching I'm just, and I'm justifying just, things. I am stating what was in the movie. Sense. I'm I not mean, even trying to defend it. That's what i I'm just. <laughs> can we please just stop? All right, Chris, all right. end it. All right, yeah. I'm, 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 Chris, end it. Final okay, thoughts, so. gentlemen, please. Well, well, for a simple movie, boy, this is one Pete, of the longest Gundam. This is one of Um. Make it quick. I'll say. I'm young and impressionable, and you're old and jaded. <laughs> no, you're young and too forgiving of crap, and are always looking for excuses to justify being yeah. too forgiving of crap. That, I think, that I think you're just I, trying to I be counterculture too. I think just because a lot of people hate on it, you just you want to find some good in that, it. That 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 is part of that too. Yeah. Well, there you go. So your companion of your years of bullying makes me stick up for the trot downtrodden. Damn right. So. <laughs> Yeah. But even but even sometimes the downtrodden need to be let let to die. You would think that, wouldn't you? So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Solbro, final thoughts so we can get the hell out of this thing. As a movie, it's a simple television B-grade science fiction film. I couldn't expect no more, no less. As a Gundam series, it's a lot it's a lot more subpar than I would come to expect for a Gundam show, and I can't recommend it to anyone to see.
um not not on either not on either basis um it, it's a valiant attempt i hope that um they do make an attempt to make another live action gun no. with the heart i think it's possible i think it's just a bad team behind this no that, I, we'll get into no. that another day no <laughs> my final thoughts is when it comes to if you're going to position something as a celebration of a of a of a franchise that's had 20 years why are you going to sit there and not give really any enthusiasm or motivation to do anything good and i i think this is one of these things where you know everybody's justifying this and that and the budget the budget's a pretty sizable budget and it was a very um you know a very short movie but let's let's be honest um you know the, it, it, it's just a, it's just an example of people not paying attention and not really um, you know, doing what needs to be done, and and we've seen with other examples that it doesn't matter how much you you spend or whatever. If you know, if if something's good and it's written well and it's done well, it's going to turn out well, even if the effects and the props are subpar. So I would not, and for something to be considered in the the Gundam universe, it's actually it's a black stain. I mean, it, it's it's really it really degrades. Uh, Universal Century as as being kind of positioned as the last like uh, visual entry that we have of the Universal Century, which was had such kind of a long and diverse history. Is it still canon? This movie? It is canon. Still? Yeah. Jeez, oh, they need to retcon the hell out of so, this. So, but yeah, <laughs> I I I would not. I wouldn't recommend it. I, well, I would recommend it because I think everyone out there needs to go through what we had to go through. And then, and then form your own opinions. Well, I, I won't say that it's a complete abomination. It's just beyond mediocre, and I would not recommend it at all. And uh, even if you were curious to see it, it's been out of print for years, and uh, you'd probably have to find it used on eBay or in some, some video store. It's online. And just to, to close this off with, with a snarky comment, um, I don't recall if I read this in an, in an interview, so I'll have to see if I can find the, the source for this, but... Uh, supposedly, when when asked about uh, you know his opinion of of G Savior, uh, Tamino came and said uh, oh boy. something <laughs> along the lines of "That's what happens when a salary man tries to make a movie." <laughs> oh, and that happens so often today, even in Hollywood. Nice. <laughs> now, there's a lot of stuff out there. Tamino says this. Tamino says that. I'm pretty sure I read this in an actual interview, so I will actually try to it. find this interview rather than just say like everyone else says oh well Tamino says this or Tamino says that because I heard it on some forum oh yeah. man cool so I'm just putting a little bit of you know an asterisk on on that statement but all right well I think that's the end of uh, probably the longest Gundam roundup ever yeah <laughs> until we get the destiny <laughs> why'd you have to say that oh boy I can't wait <laughs> Actually, what? there's more positives in Destiny. Well, what's the next Gundam Roundup that we're doing? It's um... Next time on Gundam Roundup, uh, we'll be covering Gundam Seed, and we'll Yay. be joined by a special guest for that. So uh, we'll be right back here listening to Gundam at MHQ. Gundam you? I almost numbchucked you. You don't even realize... Next on Gundam. I mean, I expect that. It's like you know, my fa- I think one of my favorite parts in that. It's my favorite part is like when uh, they're in the desert and they're having that party at night, and you know, size pulling on Flay, and she goes, "I was in Kira's room the other night," and he, he, you see that background <laughs> breakdown and shit. 
and it's like oh, the freeze frame and everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 let's not forget the other highlight of Soul Bros, man. Just punking Ooh. out the poor strike in the hangar. Most pathetic moment I've ever seen. Ever. <laughs> the only moment that's more pathetic than him trying to pilot the strike and falling down and crying, and the strike's on its knees, and he's just crying like a wuss. <laughs> is the deleted episode from Gundam, the original series, where Amuro puts the Gundam on its hands and knees and ejects the core fighter, and it looks like the stupidest thing ever. <laughs> oh, that's the I've only thing that's that. yeah. yeah, that's a shame because Strike was such a badass suit, and saw. I mean, oh, what were you thinking? That, that's more pathetic than Cuzzy leaving the ship because he can't handle the danger. No, I actually, no, no. I actually respect him to an extent that he realized that he was such a sorry character <laughs> that he just had to leave the show. What, like, what, what, what about Cuzzy trying to run out the bridge before it's about to get shot up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where the hell, where the hell are you running to? It's gonna hit you no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> it just showed how lame he was. That everyone else was steadfast and ready to face there, and he exactly. was the only trying to get up and run away. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's, he's. You know, it's all these other people. Even um, you know, my other favorite female character outside of uh, Captain <laughs> Ramius. Um, Marielia. I thought, you oh, know, yeah. I thought she was the perfect, like, you know, she, I, I wouldn't necessarily call her the bridge bunny, even though she was, you know, she's the cute little girl on the bridge, but, you know, she was actually became a very capable soldier, you know, capable communications officer and stuff, so. Except when she went psycho and tried to go, like, yeah, that was psycho. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. That was a cool scene, though. But, just the hey, way she, know, she, she, she went off on that dude, boy. She did. You know what? After that scene, though, I knew they were going to hook up. Oh. <laughs> Fatal yeah, attraction. That's so obvious. Coordinators like the crazy women. She got Glenn Close on his ass. And, um, <laughs> you know. Gundam. Next episode, you'll see the tears of time. Open. Gundam it. Open. Prime. You said the Matrix would light our darkest hour. Magnus! I want the Matrix! Never! You're listening to the show with more heart than Brett. That's right, Gundam at MAHQ. We're back and we're handing the mic back to you listeners for more questions for our live call-in segment. Next up on our call-in is Ian. Hey guys, uh, I'm Ian. I go by Thanatos on the Mechatalk website. I've sort of got two questions. They're kind of interrelated. The first one, I was wondering what kind of experience you guys have with building model kits. Are there any that you've loved, any that you've hated? I was just wondering what kind of experience you guys have with that. Well, I've pretty much um, built everything from the high grades to the perfect grades. Um, some of the ones that I enjoyed putting together, uh, the 160 of the Exia was a very nice, uh, you know, not very nice build. Um, some of the ones that were just a real pain in the butt were uh, the Zeta Pluses. Um, those are a real pain. Um, you know, other than that, for the most part, I don't really see that much of a difference when it comes to something within the same... Uh, size, the perfect grades. You know, you, you, I've, I've built a couple of them and you, you kind of know what to expect from those. Uh, there are certain, I didn't build this one, but my uh, my roommate was uh, building it and it was the master grade of the Zazabi in the special metallic coat. Um, and watching him and kind of helping him with that one, uh, that just took a little bit longer because with that, there was such great detail that, um, you know, it was kind of doing a lot of um, 
a lot of manual work. Like there's actually a part where there's the tube that goes around the body and you actually have to put these little pieces in that mimic the, the bends in each one of the tubes. And it was going around a, a one piece. So that, that took a, it took him about 30 minutes just to do that. So, but for the most part, I, I don't find a problem with uh, putting them together. I know that with the different sizes, you're going to have the different points of articulation and, you know, special things. But usually the biggest problem is uh, any add-ons like uh, backpacks or special weapons or something like that. But, um, you know, like I said, the, the Exia was a great build. The one one hundredths of the of the double O's are pretty nice. Uh, Perfect Great Strike was a, a nice put together. I put together the Master Grade of the Unicorn. It was a good build. The only problem with that is there's a ton of decals on it, both rub-on and um, you know stickers. But that's pretty much my take on the model thing, Chris. Um, I haven't built Master. I mean. Um model kits much in the last few years. It's been a good three years since I built one. Uh, what I didn't like, most of the wing 144 scale kits. Yes. <laughs> aside from like the wing itself, everything else that I built in that line was garbage. Heavy the tall piece, uh, the Mercurius, the V8, I mean, just garbage. Uh, good experience that I've had from what I've built, uh, HGUCs, nice stuff. Yeah. Well, um, I recently, um, I guess in the last couple of months, I've recently built um, some of the suits from the original season of Gundam Double O. I built the uh, the um, the Exia, the Dynamis, and the um, now I'm blanking out on um, Curios. I love the Curios, thank you. And the one I wanted to build was um, Virtue. the Virtue and the uh, the Nautile, but I haven't got my hands on that suit yet. Um, other ones I built, I built um, was it uh, Kuniaki? Uh, Yashishima, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, he has a uh, RX-78-2 uh, model that he um, created, and I built that just recently. I still need to detail it. But um, the one I want to get my hands on is the Unicorn Gundam. I really want to get my hands on that one from um, Hashima and um, give that a whirl. But uh, I, love ju I love building models. They're fun to build. Uh, I'm not the best at it. Uh, I wish a friend of ours was here right now. He'd, he'd express his disdain for the Zeta and building it time and time again for us. Uh. <laughs> Zeta Plus is terrible. I will say, because I, I help build on a, you, a Zeta Plus. You may be familiar with him from another podcast of ours called um, Level Nine. His name is Shoji Romero. He hates the Zeta. He abhors it. And um, <laughs> mainly as for, most people do in the model building world. Yeah, in the model building world, I guess it's a tough, it's a tough mate. But yeah, um, I, I love the Zeta as a suit. But anyway, um, I, I love building models, and we got to talk about it sometime in the show in the future, and I'm sure we will. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Well, Anything well, else? Uh, the one other question I had, it's sort of uh, sort of merchandise related. Um, between models, the MSIA line, and the fixed figures, which ones do you prefer? All. <laughs> I mean, if, if, I, if I was able to get them all, I would get them all. Um, I'll be honest with you, a lot of it, when it comes to the actual suit, when it comes to the models, the actual models... Um, I like just, um, you know, I, I, I like doing the different and kind of the, the new, the, you know, the, the off-the-wall type of mobile suits, um, you know, like the unicorns and stuff. Um, you know, it, it's just, um, it's really a lot of it is just personal preference of, of, of the actual suit from, you know, the anime or whatever that, you know, makes me choose that. And, you know, we... We're pretty lucky here in Orlando. Um, we have a couple of places that we can get this stuff from. 
And, you know, when I've done some of my travels to the West Coast, I always try to buy whatever I can out there. So uh, a lot of it is based on what's available to us. And, um, you know, I, I like to try to support uh, local v- dealers. I don't mind buying the stuff online, but, you know, there's there's plenty of local jobs here. You know, save America, buy American, with <laughs> buy buying uh, foreign products. Buy buying foreign products, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I, 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 think, um, I think they've all... I think all aspects of the figures and the models have increased uh, greatly. Uh, the detail and the quality has gone up. Like Chris said, those 1144s of um, the wing things were atrocious. I mean, I, I remember uh, building heavy arms, and it was just like, ugh, this is just disgusting. Well, you've got, you got fans of Gundam now designing the model kits, so yeah. I, think that, I think that makes a big difference. But um, um, I, I, wholly, I wholly agree. <laughs> Chris? Uh, I will agree with Neil, all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> nice, easy answer there. <laughs> so I guess that would bring us to, uh, and thank you for your questions, Ian. Very much so. Thank you for co- calling from the Great White North, man. No problem. I guess that will bring us to our next two guests, which would be Chris and his sister. I guess. No, no, we do. Jason. Or Jason and his sister. I'm and sorry. And his sister, I'm Kelly. Yep. And Jason is up first. Introduce yourself, man. Hi, I'm Jason. I'm Talk. I'm the infamous Robo Jason Mark 1. Oh. The one that's also trying to push people to help make his game. My game. Oh, whoopsie. Yeah, I'll make my game. No more shameless plugs. Um, first question. Something that bugged me. I was watching Double O season one, mm-hmm. with um the episode in the de- the episodes in the desert, where he had Ali Sanchez writing the Agresa with the enact. My question is uh my first question there is um the Agresa is like twenty years younger, not younger, older than the um enact. How are they connecting seamlessly? I mean, it seems like all the controls were linked fairly well, <laughs> and I don't think they really had the time to you know retune it to the new thing because. The way I took it, the Gundams disappeared recent, fairly recently by that point. So how is everything working so well between recent... I'll uh, jump into that. Yeah. Oh, Chris, this is, your, this is definitely your territory. Okay, by the point of, like, say, episode 9 or 10, they mention that it's been, like, a good, like, three or four months since Celestial Being started its interventions. And it's a little while further after than that 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 uh, desert battle happens, so that's plenty of time for the Agrissa to be tuned up yeah, and uh, be able to interface with a modern suit like the Enact. Hmm. Yeah. That, and I would also say probably because Sunrise said so. <laughs> I, I, I think it's just one of those things where, you know, it's, you know, they're just able to, like Chris said, there is some time and they, you know, in a lot of ways too, if you, you think in this aspect, there might be, there may not be that much difference between the systems, even though there might be a, a 20 year lag. Um, you know, think of it in modern times there, you know, we, we still, the United States still use weapons in our military. That's 20, 30, in some cases, 50 years old. And they're easily interfaced with the current weapon systems. So I was just going to add that, like, for example, with double O, you really notice that in the first season with the three superpowers, uh, you see, like, uh, m- modest improvements with each generation of mobile suits. You can see, uh, you know, the Enact and the Hellion, how they're similar. You can see the Rialdo yeah. and uh, the Flag, how they're similar. You can see the Fantong and the Tieran, how they're similar. So it's much more grounded compared to, you know, every other Gundam series where the military puts out, like, 20 crazy different mobile suits that have, like, no commonality between them. 
Yeah. So, you know, it's like Neil was saying, it's, you know, common technology that, um, you know, is compatible with stuff that's made in the future. Yeah, I mean, the biggest example in modern day would be the B-52 bomber. It's over 50 years old now, and they're expecting it to last another 50 years. What? It, yeah, it's going to be yeah. a 100-year-old plane by the time they retire it. Because wow. the, it basically, because it was such a well-built plane, air-wise, aerodynamically, all they do is they just rip out the electronics every couple of years and rewire it. So I, I would imagine it's probably in some basis of that. So, you know, I, and as I remember, it didn't last too long anyways. So, uh, uh, I heard a joke about B-52 pilots saying, oh, when the last B-2 is B-2 stealths retired, there's going to be B-52 to take him home. Yeah, <laughs> which is probably the truth. I mean, I, they actually talk about how some of the pilots were not, weren't even born when the plane was that they're flying was made so um you know it's probably in the same aspect but um you know what would be your next question my second part is more of a request um you see i'm one for waiting for things to appear on tv so i can watch them you know sure the right way the thing is a lot of the things i'm watching now gundam double code geass r2 you guys did reviews for like months and even in some cases a year ago is no. there any yeah is there any way that you can post like a those who are watching on TV? This is the order of Gundam you should watch. You know, like a disclaimer. No, like a little oh. list. Like, uh. watch here first and here to get all the reviews. At oh, your time. so ba oh, okay. So basically, you're, what I guess what your question would be is, as you finish up episodes of watching oh. Double O or Code Geass, which uh, which one would you go? You know, which one of our episodes would, would you, you go, go to, to to listen to? What you just watched. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, because I was upset. I was missing whole episodes of Gundam because you had like whole episodes devoted yeah. to reviews. And I'm yeah. like, oh. yeah. 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 Um, and that, and, and uh, we, we're, we're, we're definitely curbing that as of recently. But all, <laughs> all, all I would say is just, um, just, just send us an email through GundamMHQ at gmail.com and uh, we, just give us a little time. We could probably give it, we could be able to let you know. Uh, All right, you, know, you can, you can double always, O or R two, but they're also in the titles too. Yeah, so if you, if you go to Gundam.net and you 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 go yeah. through the episodes, it it has the episode breakdowns. I know the earlier episodes don't, but when you get to like episode twelve or thirteen on, we we actually talk about the episodes that we're actually um in the thread. You'll see the episodes that we're discussing yeah. in that particular one. And um, but we'll 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 try to keep in mind like in the end of the show um where those shows are currently at, and that you can reference back to certain episodes of ours. And we'll try to make a point of that so that, you know, those who are rewinding back to previous episodes could do so. That's yeah. a really good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, I used to have all the episodes on my iPod, and then it acted like a Zoom and exploded on the inside. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, At least oh. it wasn't colored crap brown. Yeah. Ooh, dang. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, true. Zoom, you can never win. <laughs> but uh, I guess that's – is that it for your questions? Because you have yep. your sister now. Yeah. So. We have a special guest. Hello, hello. Hello. Hi, is Hi. this is this Kelly, the one um <laughs> the, the, yeah. the mythical the mythical Gundam listener Gundam listener? Yes I am. <laughs> mythical maybe. But tell us a little about yourself. <laughs> On MAHQ forum, I am Charles Little Girl. Mm -hmm. I couldn't help it. Um <laughs> my brother is face palming himself. <laughs> <laughs> That's a visual. <laughs> but um, what 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 question did you have today? Okay. Uh, 
my question is, what would be a good mecha series? What would you request? Uh, yeah. So far, I've seen Gundam Ring and both Seed and Seed Destiny. What okay. would be um, another good series to watch? To transition from those shows, huh? Well, if, it, if it's Gundam, I mean, if you, <laughs> if you don't mind um, you know, older-looking shows, I would always say to watch the original Mobile Suit Gundam and especially maybe watch it in the movie trilogy format. Um, you know, because that's basically where you get the basis of, you know, some of the things that are even, you know, some, some of the common things in, in Wing and, and Destiny and Seed, they, you know, they, it all shows kind of borrow, you know, the, the, the same type, they have the same type of things within them. But, um, you know, it, it, within Gundam, I would just say just, you know, as, as, as they're available to you, just watch what you can. Um, you know, go from, go from first Gundam to, to Zeta, and then just go on through there. Um, you know, see how the mythos was kind of created. Um, you know, something you may want to try too um, is uh, Macross. Yeah, um, that, great series. You know, to that, that, that might be something because that's that's kind of got the same kind of aspect of uh, a seed and a seed destiny, where it has music's kind of interlaced in there. And I, I think stuff Macross like has has a lot for everyone. Yeah, it, it really does. Um, I mean, you got like different aspects. You have the the war that's going on. There's a romance going on. Uh, several triangle things, um, romances, and it's 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 a fun show. I mean, the original Super Dimensional Fortress Macross. You can find it on DVD now. They just rebox set it. Um, really great show to get into. Um, of course, there's other uh, Macross series that are out there. Um, Macross Plus, Macross um, Macross Frontier, which is the recent series, and of course um, the classic that Neo and Chris both enjoy. Um, Macross Seven. <laughs> Macross Seven is good. The ultimate rock ballad of um, of Mecha shows. Macross Seven. Um, there's also Macross Zero, which I wouldn't suggest you watch um, before seeing Super Dimensional Fortress Macross because it may give away a little bit of um, spoilers about what happens in Macross. I, well, I don't know. It's okay. You don't think so? No, it's fine. Man, she can watch them. I guess, I guess <laughs> you can watch Zero. It's a prelude to the original uh, Macross series, which we were just talking about. But um, as for Gundam series of my choosing, um, I would probably, I'd probably have you look at more AU. Um, Gundam X, real great show to check out. If you can get your hands on Gundam X, a lot of fun. Um, also, uh, I got to say, um, go with the original series. And if you have to watch the original series, watch it in the movie format. Um, very enjoyable. And wow. they streamline the story. And it's just engaging the entire way. And that will lead you into Zeta Gundam. Which is a outstanding show and pretty much most of our favorite series series of Gundam. Um, but Chris, what were your choices? Uh, not much that I can add. I mean, if you can watch the original series, watch the movie trilogy, or uh, definitely Gundam X is a good choice. Those are my top two recommendations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. Okay. Any other questions? Just a small one. How come Saji Crossroads? Why does? <laughs> Why does he look like Haruhi from On High School Host Club? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he could be cosplaying for all we know. <laughs> oh man, I feel so I, I feel so yeah. dirty. That's all useful, bro. You can have that for yourself. Yeah. I'm not touching that one. Oh wow. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I can't answer that. It's his oh, man, so he, he, he must know he, everything about he, he's him. He's just so. cool enough to pull up, He's cool enough to pull that look off, man. He, he, <laughs> he's branching out. It says dudes can do it too. 
It's the it, it's the typical sober. I can't think of anything to to make up answer. <laughs> Calling me out consistently. Yes, that's what we do. But um, Kelly, well. thank you, thank you very much for those questions. <laughs> okay. You guys get muffins. Oh man! All right. I hope they're delicious. It better be. Well, thank you very much for the muffins, and thank you very much for both of you, uh, all three of you, being on with us. And um, we will, um, and uh, uh, we will. Talk we got to move on to the other group of people. But oh, thank you for all your questions. The natives. And, all right. Thank you. All right, take care, guys. Thanks, guys. Stay talk cool. to you later. Our next caller here is MechaTalk.net's um, own VentZX. What's up? Introduce. What's yourself. up, guys? Hey. Uh, this is VentZX. Giancarlo is my real name. Uh, been listening to you guys since the first episode. Thank nice. you. Our, all right, here's the uh, here's my question. What do you guys predict will be the 30th anniversary project? And, Unicorn. Uh, <laughs> most importantly, what do you want it to be? Unicorn. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> okay, I, since he's gone through that, uh, Solbro. I would like it to be, um, as much as I like Unicorn, I would love to have an OVA series of Gundam The Origin. I would love to have that. That would be nice. Yeah, as good as that comic book is. But um, Chris, what's yours? I don't really care what it is. I'll just say what I don't want it to be. Oh. Crap. <laughs> I don't want it to be the paperware uh, seed movie. Oh, right. Yeah. They can keep that. That, that would be, I can, that would I can be anticlimactic. It would be. So if that thing never comes out and sees the light of day, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. And if it does, I'll watch it, but that better not be the 30th anniversary project. I mean, my, my, prediction, my prediction is uh, G-Savior 2. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Origin. I hope you. Oh, I, I can't Origin wait. of G Savior. I, I can't wait for you guys to listen to this episode because G Savior will be on this episode as well. Okay. <laughs> and you will Damn. hear, you will, you will hear the cacophony of argument in that. You probably you already heard the preview in twenty seven. So oh, yeah. I can't, I can't yeah. wait. That for was you guys that hear. was tame. That was that was just a sampling. <laughs> oh man. I had to go. I had to. I had to break down my Canadian brethren there and. <laughs> They beat the crap out of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, Unicorn and probably, I think it's going to be Unicorn and I'd like to see it be Unicorn, but um, I'm with Chris. I hope it's not the C movie, but if you're going to do the C movie, just have it maybe like that Big Bang where you had all those projects simultaneously. Yeah. But yeah. I, I want I want what they promised, the new UC show. Yeah. I let's, want that. So, let's and, not disgrace it with... Um, as long as it's not J- Savior, I'm, I'm good with that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, that's cool, but uh, another question or comment? Or? No, that's pretty much all I had. Cool. Man. cool. Well, thank you very much, Ben. Thank man. you. Thank you for all waiting, right, great too. To be here. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> and next up is um, our friend Kavik. Uh, you know, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, how do you pronounce your name? Kavik Rex. Kavik Rex. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Got Hello? 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 I'm here. Yeah, we got real bad. Okay, okay. there we go. There we go. Every cleared up. Man, we just got hit with a snowstorm. Yeah. <laughs> go go ahead, Kavik. I'll introduce yourself. Well, like, oh God, I hello, hello. Are you there? Sorry, I'm kind of nervous. Oh okay. no, oh don't don't be, man. Don't be. We're glad you're here, man. I thought not that Monofsky particles hit you, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. Yeah, for a second, I thought he killed the show. I was like, I was like damn, check the radar. <laughs> <laughs> That or GN. But no, just, just, just give us a little bit of insight about yourself. Um, just wh- where are you calling from? Um, Colorado. Colorado, man. man this right. nice, a nice powder this time. No wonder we're getting snow. <laughs> 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 no pun intended. That's crazy. But, <laughs> but, 
But um, it doesn't snow as much as people think it does. Oh yeah, I guess you're not in Aspen then. No, <laughs> who knows? But um, what? Uh, how how long have you been listening to Gundam? Um, technically since episode four, though I started with two. Oh, so, so you're one of the Chris followers, and you only went to when Chris is on there. One of, one of my cultists. Yeah, That's right. one of your cultists. <laughs> the the um the cult of Guanche. Mutiny. Yeah. <laughs> what what would be your question there, Kavik? Well, for one, um, this is just a quick one. I probably know what Neo is going to say, but what's the one mecha anime cliche that can just go away? <laughs> oh, Besides keys and ignition. Keys and. <laughs> oh man, I was just about to say. That. Um, I'd say that, and my other one would be um, uh, cl- clueless male pilot with uh, fawning female all over him. <laughs> I, I think that one, um, luckily, especially in Gundam, that was kind of broken with Kira Yamato, oh. where he actually, you know, just sealed the deal on that one. And I, I don't necessarily think that you have to go that I think far. it was more like the deal was sealed on him rather than him sealing the deal. Yeah, that's true. That's true. She was, she was a lot more, um, you know, a lot more aggressive. Yeah. Oh. But, you know, that, that that's one of them. Um, I just, uh, you know, it, it's... It's just one of those things that can kind of go away, and and then you know sometimes Monster of the Week can get a little old too. Monster of the Week. Um, even though I do, it, even though I do enjoy Monsters of the Week, but if it's Monster of the Week, I actually want it to be a monster. That's a Japanese institution. Yeah, man. but uh, Solbro. <laughs> um. Oh, and Solbro's men too. I'd like to see those go away. <laughs> oh Jesus. So. Oh man, they're always gonna take a beating. That's what they're good for. Uh, <laughs> uh, my, uh, I guess the trope I'd like to see go away is not having a female lead, which was like, um, which was ha- which was discussed in the forum a little bit this week um, on the thread. Yeah, but there's been. Um, of course, I'm not gonna in, see that. But Mecca, though. I mean, you've always had supporting supporting females, but you never had a female lead. And I, I know I'm not mm-hmm. gonna see that unless it's like in something like a one shot or something, but. I'd love to see that, and um, also um, young boy pilots. I'd like to see more um, more adult pilots get in there, or pilots that are well trained before they start. Double O was a great way to go about it. Um, even though they were young, you knew that Setsuna was. Um, what about Shinoska? He was. He was Shin- Shinoska was another one. As 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 abrasive as that guy was, he was trained. <laughs> he was trained. So two, basically, two you want a show with Emma as the main character. Yeah. Hey, one day. <laughs> actually, actually, he he would like it if there's a squadron of Emmas. Hey, man. Yeah. It'd be like the Mary Tyler Moore show with Max. Oh, <laughs> Awesomeness. Yeah. But um, that's mine. Um, Chris, what what are yours? Um, Saul Bro's men. Yes. That would be, that would be one. Cox. Um. <laughs> accidental teenage pilot, please go away. Yep, go yeah. die in a fire. And um. Doomsday weapons. Yeah, that's yeah. another one. Yeah, I, I've had it with lasers, colonies, rocks, mm-hmm. throwing thing. I just sick of it. Just please do yeah. some. Have some end game that is a little bit more original than some giant death ray or something that's gonna blow away the colonies or Earth. But takes go. but takes one one and a half episodes to recharge after the first shot. Yeah, that's. Yeah. <laughs> I want a, I want a car chase and a fight at the monument. <laughs> Someplace scenic and a hand to hand battle. There you go. There you go. Break the norm. <laughs> Any other questions, there, comic? Well, first, I'd just like to say the one I'd like to get rid of would have to be the 
if you're going to kill a character, at least give them three episodes of character development. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, we we got that in Destiny with um, what's his name? Um, I know. No, uh, what's his name? Uh, the the orange haired guy. Honey, thank you, honey. Yeah, honey, he was so cool, I mean, and then they Revolution. wasted him. <laughs> Damn you, TM Revolution. <laughs> but, but um, one of the few bright spots of Destiny. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 we'll get into that later. Yes. <laughs> but um, Sa- save your hate. I will. I will. But um, any other questions, Kavik? Here, just wondering. If you were to end the Gundam series, how exactly would you end it in, a, in an original way? Oh, how would I ri- originally, uh, in, in an original way, kill the lead? Yeah, we were kind of thinking that would happen. And, and actually, I, I, I would probably, you know, just hearken it back to a day on ending. Oh, man, I don't want that. Yeah, <laughs> a day on ending. And that, that's, that's just an end game. That's so so there would be no, no chance of a bad sequel. A day on ending. The Tamino approach. Yeah, I've I've gone to the school of uh, Yoshiyuki Tamino school of film. Old Baldy has rubbed off on. Since you. I'm also a graduate of that school, I'll throw down my way to end the Gundam series. Back down. Have the final boss be so strong. Yeah. That the main character can't win except for suiciding themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That or it, an it, offshoot. Or, or yeah, or, or another way make make it like the Empire Strikes Back. Where it's just like, no matter what they do, they just get the hell beat out of them the whole time. And even when they win at the end, it's still not a win. A little bit like Zeta, but you know, a pirate victory. Definitely. I would, I would, I would personally like to see um, a Gundam series with a, a, a twist on the whole perspective of what you watched the entire time. Say, for instance, you were on the side of the uh. protagonist, and then towards the end, you you get you get the truth dropped on you like hardcore, and then you find out that. No, but know, they've kind of done that maybe, already. Have they really? I mean, like to the degree where it's like, oh my god, what I've been watching this entire time, you know, something like that, something that's just yeah, destiny. It's like, oh my god, why the hell did I watch this this entire time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Either that or. Or um, actually, the Haros get tired of being pushed around, and they just overtake all the machinery, and then just kill all the humans, and then you have a large Haro world afterwards. A Gundam series ends with an alien invasion. Awesome. (laughs) No, 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 watch Macross. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Exactly. That is Macross territory. But, (laughs) But all right. That's an excellent question, man. And, um... Not to neglect, uh, but th- thank you very much for the questions you had, Kavik. Um, uh, before we before we go on, um, we have one more caller here, Kira of the Sky, and um, tell us a little about yourself, man. What's up, guys? I'm from Texas. Hey. I'm also known as Athrone of Justice on Xbox Live. So, Solbro, you won't be the only one playing mobile ops. Be you? you and me plus the four other Japanese guys who bought Xbox 360s. <laughs> Dude, actually, hey. I, actually, let me let, let me let me tell you something. I actually have the I actually have the um the demo for that right now. And oh, really? um, if you're able to find it, man, let me know. I'll add you on my Xbox Live. We'll play. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah. So my question for y'all today would be: In Mega Anime, there's no shortage of deaths. And I've noticed there's a lot, a lot of like ridiculous and funny ones, and I want to know which ones are your favorites. <laughs> funny deaths, huh? Oh, Neil, this is your department right here. <laughs> um, the little girl with the head getting blown off in a day on oh, with the bazooka. Oh, 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 as as wrong as wrong as it is, I just laugh every time I see it. Oh my! I so just, do I. 
<laughs> that is so... I just completely laugh every time that I see it. <laughs> um, Jared Mesa just basically bouncing oh. all over the place. That one was kind of funny because, you know... Involved here, here, here's kind of the big heavy for the Titans the whole show, and he just gets kind of a, uh, you know, say la vie kind of ending there. It's like, whatever. <laughs> um... <laughs> Nico from Seed, because of all things to say, you are just wrong. My piano, as you, <laughs> as you're getting beam savered. <laughs> uh, oh, holy crap! I'm gonna die. Oh, my piano. Takazaki from Macross, because he didn't know how to push the throttle up. Zap the burners. Oh. Or don't forget in the Daryl incarnation because he was talking trash. That's right. Yeah. I forgot he was talking. <laughs> and he started the Valkyrie pilots curse. Yep, that's right. And it continues to this day. <laughs> <laughs> what are some other uh, other funny deaths? Oh, oh uh, I, Yashima from Double Zeta just going, um, you know, Super Saiyan times five, I but not were, doing anything. I thought you were saving the best for last, man. What's that? Your boy. Which one's that? You uh, know your favorite character in Zeta ever. Oh, Kotz? Yeah, man. Kotz is... Death by Asteroid? No. Kotz, was, Kotz was fitting. But it was funny, wasn't it? <laughs> the minute it happened, I knew you paused. Actually, and laughed. actually, it, no, the, actually, the other funny one is... What the heck was... Uh, what was Jared's wingman in Zeta, the guy that died on re-entry? Oh, uh, Capricorn. Capricorn. <laughs> For as much smack as that guy talked. And then he just dies, and he's like a little bitch. Oh, whatever, since, Maria or whatever his girlfriend's name is. He's like, Maria! Not since Vegeta have I seen Widow's Peaks that magnificent. <laughs> and you know Roma Saren for getting goofed? Oh, jeez. But uh, I'll put it over to uh, Solbro because I, I could probably you, go on forever. You, I can make a topic on this one. You have named off some gems. <laughs> some true gems. Um... I don't know. Um, God, funny deaths. God, you hit the. I have to pass this off to Chris because you, you named so many. I mean, the one I thought came to mind immediately was Cods because I know how happy that made you. I well, that just that, gave that, me sheer enjoyment. That gave you pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> you named everyone I would have said, so I have nothing to. Add. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you knocked that out the park because we've actually sat and talked about this yeah. just off. It'll off, probably be a topic one of these We've days. been talking about making it a, a topic on the show. Yeah. We'll probably expand upon it once we have time to think. Yeah. But yeah, dude. Um, the, the, the hey one guys, what's up? What about what about CCA's? This one's a real rock. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about oh, that. I forgot oh, about that. <laughs> oh yeah, man, I forgot about Oops. that. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you. A real wrong death was at uh, the beginning of Double Zeta, when um, who was it? Um, it was uh, God, one of the crew of the Argama got his neck snapped like right off. Like, oh, Sagusa. Uh, Sagusa. Yeah, he yeah. just got he just got bashed by uh, Yazan's. So wrong. Well, dude. actually, that and the, those three pilots that got killed, the three Neo Zeon pilots that got killed, and Mashima had that stupid uh, service <laughs> form with the chicken bones. The yeah. Chicken bones. <laughs> And who could forget Howard Mason? <laughs> Howard Mason. Howard Mason! Gilliam from I Macross. I can't wait to see how it sounds in the dub this Monday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for it, too. That and... Um, and that and, and uh, the Haro, uh, you know, knife fight. Yeah. <laughs> stick em, so the stick two things, and they're both in the same episode, so I've been waiting to see how 
Those things sound in the dub. I, I, I think I'm, I think I will make that my ringer on my phone. Howard Mason. <laughs> I got to sample that for the show. <laughs> the black tri stars were pretty funny too. Oh yeah. Yeah, because they were talking mucho smack and um, and then maybe uh, Makuve and in the oh, show. Oh my god! I wonder if Cassilia got that precious face. <laughs> I have never seen the finer phallic symbol. Well, what, what's, so, what's so funny is, you know, once he got the get out of jail free card, his death, he has like one of the most heroic deaths in CCA, uh, 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 C- CDA. Yeah. It's like one of the most heroic deaths, you know, saving the, the, the escaping Xeon fleet. But, yeah. That, that that would be it, but uh, <laughs> he grew hair on his chest that day. That was a uh, that was a great question. You have a do you have another one or any other comments before we get going? Ah uh, no, I'm good. All right. Well, Thanks well, for the call, well, gentlemen. Uh, it's been awesome. a slip. Yeah, we, we still got to get to more people, so sorry to kind of brush you guys off, but um, thank no you problem. for it's been fun. Thank you for the participation. Thank you for waiting. <laughs> <laughs> it was outstanding, gentlemen. Thank you. It's a lot All more right, successful. Than no problem. Next up is Momaru. Hi, I'm Maru, and I guess my claim to fame would be the introduction of Pundum to Gundam at Max. Yes, it would be. Yes. <laughs> you, you, I've you. been waiting to speak to you. <laughs> hey, go easy, go easy on him. He got, he got it, Chris. He got it. He's the one that got it. He's got the Heisman. Yeah. <laughs> No, he, 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 with, with Pundum, you, you, you got what I was looking for for WTF. He's the Tim Tebow yeah. of Neil's News. No, he's not the Tim Tebow <laughs> of Neil's News. That's, a, that's an insult to Marmaru being the Tim Tebow. Oh, man, you don't yes. like Tim Tebow. No. That's awesome. No. No. But uh, go ahead, Marmaru, sorry. Well, hmm, I think my question would have Where are you to hailing be, from? Where, what, uh, where? Uh, Colorado. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, another, another person Colorado. from Colorado. Great. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, we, we just spoke with Kavik, and he's from Colorado as well, but yeah. go ahead. Cool. Um, I guess my question would have to be about Macross Frontier. Um, you never really finished the reviews of it. I'm just kind of interested in maybe hearing what you thought about it after finally ending the sh- uh, finished watching the show. No, Actually, we, 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 we did, did finish them. It was in the we did? It was in 23, yeah. the show killer checkmate. If you go back and listen to it, it, it has the finale of um, Code Geass. And also has a finale. The four-hour one? The yeah, four, the, it's in there. The massive oh. um, knock you, puts you to sleep. Up the- <laughs> <laughs> but we, we actually we actually went on pretty, yeah. pretty for a good amount of time on Macross Frontier. We, we all enjoyed it. Um, we all had different opinions on it, but um, we all enjoyed it, most definitely. Yeah, so check it out there, because we definitely um, we did do it. Unless it, the, the only thing that, that's, that is, was done but nobody's ever heard is Iron Man. Oh, yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Wait, was that? I, I didn't hear. Yeah. Remember Iron Man? One of the greatest segments we ever did. It was the one time that we actually a little insight on there was the one time that we all just kind of once we stopped recording, we're like, wow, that was like one of the best things we ever talked about. And then it was gone. Then it, and then it was gone. Then it. But do you have another question? Sorry. Um. Oh man, now you put me on the spot here. Let's see. <laughs> That's what you deserve. I'll tell you what, Momaru. Yeah. Momaru we'll tell you, if, you, if you can't think of one right now, we'll come back to you at the yeah, end. We'll, we'll go catch you at the end, and we'll get these other guys through. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Cool. 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 Next up would be Paul Hutchinson. I am the Demon Lord of L5, or Densed. Oh, okay. Yes. Hey, yeah. welcome. Well, thank you. I actually hail from Darwin, Lancashire, England. 
Not yeah. Scotland, so bro. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah. Oh, I can't wait! I can't wait to fight you, I, so I, I, I couldn't. I, I love that when he said that because I'm like, I thought this guy was English. I'm like, you just called you just called an Englishman a Scottishman. Yeah, my last name is Scottish. That's true, but no, but I don't come from Scotland. He's, yeah. a, little, he's a little broguish, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fail. Because you know the problem with Scotland is it's full of Scots. Oh yes. man, I, I, I'm part. So he's Darwin by chance as well. I'm part Scottish man. That's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm represented I, by um by Sean Connery, man. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's his wife slapped himself. <laughs> mouth mouth full of rocks. Mouth full of rocks. <laughs> but uh, go ahead, uh, Demon Lord. Alright, um, my question is, is uh, I've just been thinking about um, dubbings and how Bandai have actually said that they're going to try and bring all the Gundams to America. I, what would you, what is say with uh, Terranair and with X, what would you think of some actors playing the voices? Well, if it's a Gundam show, you got to have the lead as uh, Armoro. I mean, <laughs> that, would, that, would, that would only work. <laughs> That's in He's his only contract. Like Twenty thousand Gundam pilots. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I mean, he probably should just do them all in a little different voice, you know. <laughs> but I don't know. This would be the soul and Chris, because uh, outside of him and Splurpy Spike and Crispin Freeman and <laughs> and, the, and the major, I don't know anything. I wonder. Um, I wonder if um Brad Swell actually um. I wonder what he thinks about the whole franchise as of right now. I'd love to talk to him. He enjoys that check coming in. Oh, he does enjoy that check. I, but I've thing. actually I've, I asked him a question about that actually at the London Expo, and it was really, and he he just kept begging and pleading for parts for Gundam. He loves Gun loves playing Gundam parts. Wow. Okay. Well, we oh, yeah. definitely have to get a, get in contact with him. Barely one day we will, and uh, when we do, we'll definitely drop your name in the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, basically, he, he seems like a very interesting person, and he's done what four series so far. So I mean, five. At, five wow. Yeah. Five. And, I mean, most of them playing major characters in those series. So I mean, I can't knock the guy. He um he seems to get a hold of the characters, and he's 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 been doing a great job. One of so these far. days, I'm gonna get bright. Uh, he, he, he can go from he can go from Wani Amaro to Setsuna, so I I can't knock him. Um. <laughs> but, but um. Stop stalling, Solbro. Excellent what are some question. Of these, <laughs> what are some of these people? Because I can't answer. Oh, your voice actors? Yes. Oh. <laughs> His original question. Um. Well, for turn A, I would love to see... Um, Vic Mignogna! No. No. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 the nice, ma- nice matching of dub versus us. <laughs> I think Laurent would be good as Charlie Murphy. <laughs> Christopher Savat. Yeah. You know what? You know what? The, a voice I, I've come to love a lot, and I would love to see Laurent. Although I'll never see this happen, I'd love to see. Um, oh, I forget her name now, but the voice of Huey and um, Riley from the Boondocks as Laurent. Oh God! I would. Love, she, she's got this really unique voice, like Romy Paku does, and it kind of has that rasp to it too. And I would love seeing her do it. Regina King. Regina King. I grew up watching Two Two Seven, and she was played um, the daughter on that show, and now she's like one of the most controversial sets of characters on television today. But I think she'd do a good job as Laurent and, and um, as Laurent on, on Turn A Gundam. As for um, Gundam X, Garad, I wouldn't mind seeing um, my man Scott, uh, what's his name, the voice of Duo? 
Oh, yeah, that would work. Yeah, I mean, I, but that's too obvious. Yeah, it is, it is too, too obvious, obvious. But hey, Setsuna is um Brad Swale. <laughs> Yet another lead. So I mean, and chances are those dubs are going to go to Canada anyway. So we may actually see that. You never know. But um, yeah, but um, actually, I I've had a funny thought for a dub. Mm-hmm. Um, the mine owner from Turn A, mm-hmm. um, Peter Salis. He's an English voice actor. He plays. Um, it's a funny one. He plays um, Wallace in Wallace and Gromit. Oh, okay, Ooh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, Actually, yeah, because uh, it's very northern accent from the UK, so it would work in that type of context. Very true. That's a very good pick. But um, any other selections that you have in mind? Another odd one, and I just thought about this for um, Jamil Neat. Oh yeah. Just because I love this actor for Be what careful. he does. Be careful. Is um, Sean B. Nice. Sean Bean? Dude. I.A.K.A. Richard Sharp. Sean Bean is um, an actor that Rich. has been in many movies. He was in um, Lord of the Rings as the uh, Boromir. Okay. He, yeah, yeah, Boromir. Okay. It was, uh, he was the in okay. GoldenEye <laughs> as Alex Trevelyan. Yes. Yep. Yes, he was. Okay. And he was in freaking Ronan, which is one of the most awesome car chase movies ever. Yes, yeah. indeed. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. And he was also in National Treasure. That's right. He was in that. I haven't oh. seen much of him lately. I, I kind of wonder if he's taking a break, but hopefully he'll uh, come back. He's on UK projects at the moment. Man. I'll yep. just say who I don't want to hear Go in an, an upcoming Gundam dub. Hit us up. <laughs> no offense to the guy, Brad Swale, no thanks. Oh. <laughs> already had five freaking times. That's enough for me. I think Bandai fed up with him as well, but... Johnny Young Bosch. I knew you were going to yeah. say that. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing against the guy, but I'm tired of hearing him in every damn show. Yeah. You know, he actually... Oh, and he's also in Last Remnant as well as the main character. Really? Oh. Every single <laughs> and now like, is... These guys, mm-hmm. you know what? Brad Swale and Johnny Bosch, they should take like a nice like long cruise around the Caribbean yeah. for a few months. Yeah. And then come back after all these other shows have been dubbed. Yeah. Let somebody else get a damn job. Hey, you know, a couple of years ago, it was Steve, uh, Stephen J. Bloom. He was in everything. You can never, ever, get ever him. have too much of either Stephen Blum or Crispin Freeman, yeah. so don't you dare. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> oh, you, you haven't heard this dead dude in, um, in, in Wolverine and the X-Men. Yeah. He's the joint, I keep, man. I keep hearing how, how yeah. good he is as Wolverine, man. That's Actually, one person, I don't know who the guy is, but um, I always liked the guy that did the, the voice of Kenshin. Oh, you took him out. Um, you took him out. Oh, god. Yeah, because he can do. He can do a pretty good. Um, you know, super serious and a super silly at he was, the same time. He was excellent as um Mr. X and um Argento Soma. Anybody who hasn't seen Argento Soma, watch the dub. He's outstanding. He's in King Gainer, I think too. He's, he is. He's one of the guys in there. But I think he would be a. He might be a good one for uh, Garud. Um, you know, as you know, more of the you know the upbeat Kenshin character voice. Than, um, Stephen Blum as Garrett Rand. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I'd rather have him as Tifa. <laughs> Power for you? Whoa. <laughs> but, uh, okay, uh, let's keep this thing rolling, guys. Great, great question. Right. Well, any other ones there, Th- Demon you. Lord? Thank you. Uh, uh, what's your take on the pitch that's up from the London Expo? You like the pictures of Tilk? A lot of stuff going on there. And, yeah. you know, it looks, you know, it's, it's good to see. I guess, um, you know, looks like a lot of stuff uh, that's popular here in the U.S. is definitely hit over in the Europe, too. And, um, 
you know, they were pretty good picks, and you know, London looked pretty nice at that time of cosplay. year. Oh yeah, it makes me it makes me want to go to a a, a convention in London sometime. The next one's in May. Whew. Well, I'll have to hold off on that. <laughs> but I would love. I, I would. I've always wanted to go to London and, and to go to a convention. That would be a definitely nice reason to go there besides seeing the city. Well, and, I don't know if I if I went to London, mm-hmm. I don't think I'd make it to the convention because I'd probably be just sitting in a pub. At a pub somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you would, wouldn't you? Just tanking up, man. Yeah. Every time picking up, up on that Guinness. Yeah. Every time my parents go to London, they go like every other year, and they you know they they always go. And they always sit. My dad's got this one because he lived in there for five years, and it's been there forever. And they sit there for like half a day, sitting there drinking pints. Even my mom, nice. my little old wow. mom, sits there drinking pints. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's normal for women to drink pints. Yeah. Well, it, it it tastes different there, anyways, from what I understand. So. Oh yeah, there's a lot more beers available than what most people think. Yeah. So, but um. Hey, let's save the beer. We got to keep this this show exactly. on the road. Right and, on. Sorry. Thank you, uh, yeah. Thank you, Demon Lord, and now to <laughs> now to Pedo Bear. Toronto, hello. Canada, Peter, hello. Peter from Toronto. You're on. I don't live, I don't live in Toronto. Oh well, you're in Windsor, right? Windsor. Ouch. Peter from Windsor. You're on. Young Larry King, hello. <laughs> okay, whatever. You question? guys are all. You guys are always making fun of me, so now it's my turn. Do it. In all the animes you've seen, you have to like some lolly characters. So let me hear about Uh-oh. them. Oh. For, for for the sake of being specific, <laughs> we'll just say that a lolly is any girl under thirteen. What? <laughs> I guess I will have to um, slip into creepy mode. Um, um, I'll be honest with you, dude. I I don't like in what way. Like, like just the character you like. I mean. Well, I'll tell you one. Um, if she was under not, thirteen at the time, well, go ahead. I'm obviously no, I, I, not I, I, saying, like, what girl you want to check out with or no, anything. No, that, no, that's no, no. wrong. Just, like, just a character you like. I mean, thank under, you for making eight, that perfectly under 13. clear. <laughs> well, um, if anything, uh, Ruri Hoshino from um, the Nadesco the series. Um, I, she I, was 13, under 13? I, I don't know. Um, I, she was I, 11 in the TV series. She was 11, thank you. Thank you very oh, much. So she definitely qualifies. I win. Is that from the pedo? Is that from the pedo files? <laughs> she said she says it herself in the show. So. Oh, does she? I, I haven't I haven't seen it in a while. I didn't I didn't know if you had a big data, database of uh, lollies. Pull that Manila Manila folder out. <laughs> big spreadsheet oh. of lollies. Yeah. No, you know my Nadesco rewatching experience not too long ago. That's right. Let's not talk about Nadesco, please. Um, <laughs> Uh, I don't, I don't really know, man. I'll be honest with you. At least a few, man. I mean, at least Um, one. No, because they're usually over that. Like, um, I don't know. I'll defer to Chris while I think. Uh, Peter knows what I'm talking about. Uh, What's her name from uh, Guy King? Uh, The, um, uh, her name's on the tip of the tongue. The the main love interest, right? Yes, Daya's main love interest, whatever her name. God, what's her name? uh, Let's hop on A and N here and see. In the meantime, um, how old was Tifa? And I'm um, gonna, gonna yeah, miss. I like Tifa, but I, was she 15? Oh, she was like 15 or 16. So that's, that's too old. Sorry, it's <laughs> <laughs> too old. Too old. Um, I'll be honest. I I don't think I really do have one. I mean, if if it's gonna be if we're gonna be more like in the 14, 15 year old age, it'd be like. Tifa, I liked felt when she was, you know, younger. What, what about your favorite headless kid from um from from 
A day on? <laughs> from a day on. I just like that her head got blown <laughs> off. Not oh, that. Damn. Um, what about Kika from Original Mobile Suit Gundam? No. Kika? She she helped out, man. She cooked. No. She banged pads and pots together. Yeah. And she has, uh, and, she, and, and, and they all have, uh, like, sharp knife teeth. That's right. Yeah. They do. That's true. <laughs> Wild ass kids. I'm trying to think, man. Um, dang it. What about um characters from Victory? Um, there was a couple. I mean, how yeah, those, they were all under thirteen. <laughs> Shakti, yeah, okay, yeah. Shakti. Shakti, Shakti was what, like eleven? Yeah, or yeah. twelve. There you go, Shakti. But um, yeah, I, I usually, you know, I like, like, I don't know, I'm I'm more attracted to kind of the the bitchier women. If they got boobs, it's on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Like, uh, how old was Quest? Quest? Actually, she was 14. Oh, she, she See, was too old I, yeah, to I, live. I stop at 14, so... <laughs> Sorry. Oh, like, like, again, like I'm talking about, like, there's nothing... No, I know. I know what you're saying. Like, no, no. I, I guess that's one problem that I like, that seems to be prevalent these days, that nobody wants to admit that they like characters like that without being labeled, like, a pedophile, even though it's... No, I'll be honest I mean, with you. It's, it's, it's like... That's not the that's not the situation on me. I just really can't think of like I, I see them and a lot of times I just kinda see them as comic relief or just kinda background. And I don't you know, I second like screen character. Yeah, like I just right So bro I'll tell you, I, I actually when it comes to the women of anime, I'm attracted to the you know, or like I, the I, I like the, uh, and the, uh, yeah. the Captain Robbius. Yeah, yeah I like bouncy <laughs> captains. Ba- right. I like bouncy but, women. But again, I'm not necessarily you, talking about like no, no, but, but, no, but, but, but basically, and I'm not I'm, talking in the same way either yeah, because but, usually they have a little bit you know, their their personalities are a little bit different. Like that that young personality sometimes I think, I think it what it comes down to is what draws you to the character and yeah. and it doesn't have to be sexual, it can just be that, you know I like spunky um, I like spunky, yes. you know, kind of um Like you know. Oscar. I mean granted yeah. she's over that age, but I mean yeah. You liked you liked Oscar for the character she was, not mm-hmm. not so much you wanted Bitchy. the phone or anything like that. It's yeah. just ha- have you seen uh Go Danner? No, I yeah, haven't seen it. I have. Parts have. of it and yeah, a couple of those yeah, girls are... Yeah, that that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but... Like, see, see, Peter's got his Peter's got his lollies. I got Soul Bros Men. And, I, like, I, I instantly can tell who's going to be that character of the series when I watch it. Yeah. And, you know, that's those are the characters you're looking for. You look for, like... Vixens. The Vixens and the ultra-cool dudes. And, yeah. And, and, and the Aces. And yeah. Those are my... And, yeah, those are my Chris, people. Chris is looking that- for the angsty leads. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, Chris, want, Chris wants the emo whiny lead. Oh, I'd say all that. Just because I use Camille as my avatar doesn't mean that I like whiny lead. Anyways, Chris, uh, you were talking about uh, Ruru. Or yeah, Ruru. However you want to say her name. Ruru, Ruru, whatever, yes. yes One I have to think is notable is uh, Tsubaki Minashiro from Fafner. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. I really liked her. Like, she comes out of her tube and she's I like, oh, "You only have three her, lives yeah. to live. Three, you only have three months to live." And she's like, "Oh, okay." All right, there's my there's my girl. That is that's my girl. I, I like her. Say that is, I forgot about her. That is Neo's girl because when that episode happened, and we'll probably get into it in the Fafnir's episode, he said that's like that's one of the best episodes in that show. Oh, when she comes to the realization that she's going to die. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty, that was pretty sad. He said that she had more balls than any pilot in the group. Well, no, no, Subaki was the little girl. You're talking about Thanks for the uh, spoiler, guys. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, 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 sorry. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> 
Well, if you haven't watched it by now, get on that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> well, well, I, I'm not I'm not made of college grant money to throw away an anime like you, so. <laughs> I have university grant money. How how, how <laughs> much stuff did you just buy that you were waiting for? How much did five hundred dollars or something you just spent recently? Oh my god, dude! Oh, just like two hundred. Oh, just two hundred. Yeah. They, okay. but fun, they had that Funimation sale, so I picked up Strain and a bunch yeah, of other yeah, stuff, yeah, and but, but my Nano box set is shipped out. So, but that's <laughs> but that's Canadian money. What's that like? Five dollars? <laughs> Rich is worth more now. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Oh man, I. No, it used to be. Even the Americans. Is it? Is it back down again? Yeah. They've been kind of yeah. going back and forth. That's okay. Well, but, never so, so, so far, as far as online interactions go, American money is worth more. Yeah. Okay, that's enough of the financial wire. <laughs> but. Let's keep this thing going. Mamaru, hello. Okay, I thought of a question finally. Yes. Um, All right. I want to know about maybe what is your favorite mecha anime that nobody has ever seen before? Like something that's kind of like something people don't usually watch or don't know too much, or they ha probably haven't seen it. Oh, something that's not very popular that, yeah, but. that we have a lot of. Um, I would say th this is one of my favorites, even though I think uh, people know about it, but I don't think a lot of people have seen it because they always seem to have the wrong uh, things about it, is A Day On. Um, I think A Day On's a, a really good show. Um, it's, it's, you know, it gets a lot of work because of, you know, it's, people talk about it because of what happens. But, yeah. um, you know, that's something that's pretty good. Um, another one I like a lot is uh, Gravion, especially the first Gravion. Uh, Zway is pretty good. Mm -hmm. But uh, first Gravion, it's just because it's, it's so over the top and ridiculous. And, you know, I remember watching it years ago at a, at a convention. And I believe it was just coming over. And I'm just like, it, people are like walking out because it's, you know, it's like every stereotype on Earth when it comes to Super Robot, and I'm just sitting there like, oh my god, this is just awesome, but, um, you know, uh, and probably, um, I don't know, maybe uh, maybe a, a lot of, like, uh, Captain Harlock, because, once again, I think it's one of these things that people know about, but a lot of people just haven't seen, and I, yeah. think they just, I believe they just go on what others say, but uh, I'll put that over to Solbro to see what he has to think. Well, I think make shows that um, people should definitely sit down and watch um, or check out sometime um, whenever they have it accessible to them. Um, or Battler Dunbine, which yeah, is, which is uh, one. definitely on yeah. our short list to talk about. Um, yeah. Gon Kutsuo, um, The Count of Monte Cristo. Definitely. Uh, which is mostly an adaptation and it has very little mecha in it, but they do exist in the series. And um, outstanding adaptation of that, probably the best to date of um, that story from that of, of, of the other venues I've seen. <laughs> I mean, that's you just coming from me. Magic, you've said the magic words that Pedo Bear South loves to hear. What's that? <laughs> what are those? What's that? Pedo, Pedo Bear South loves the Gankutsuo. Oh, yes. Oh, oh yes. I, I, wish he was on, I wish he was on here with us today. But um, we'll definitely talk to him about that. We're, heck, heck, when we talk about the show, we'll probably have him on um, if, he, if he's up for it. But um, that and um, I love... Um, What's another one that I own that we haven't talked about? Argento Soma. I love that show. I love the conflict that the main character's in and the fact that he's so dark and even though he's angsty, he's brooding and he's just out for revenge and this like that whole darkness to that series. I, I love I love the um the war of the worlds aspect of it too. And it's just a fun watch and uh oh. 
I'm just Solbro descriptions. Yeah, yeah. Solbro comparisons. <laughs> so, hey, you know that's how I, that's how I get get, get like, it clear to people. But um, that and and Die Guard. Um, just 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 like Office Space meets Mazinger Z. <laughs> it's 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 a fun watch. Kind of yeah. like Gurren Logans, like the Jeffersons. That's right. Moving on up. <laughs> Chris, but, um, Chris, go for it. <laughs> I think uh, Peter would agree with me on all of these since we watched them all at the same time. Uh, three underrated recent shows that don't get much attention for various reasons. Uh, one, Heroic Age. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, number two, uh, Strain, a flawed show with a kind of disappointing ending, but still a fun ride and great yeah. because it has a mostly female cast with a female lead that's you know so rare to see and obviously i talked about that show before on the podcast yeah and also uh dan cougar nova yeah another mm-hmm. fun show a little little flawed and you know it uh end comes a little, a little bit Barney. too quickly you know it could have uh, could have easily been a 26 episode show it gets a lot of hate because people compare it to the original dan cougar and say it's not as awesome but i mean it's it's a lot more fun because man is the original dan cougar like really slow and stupid sometimes <laughs> this is true peter peter knows what i mean so those are those are my three that uh, definitely need you know more spotlight luckily in the case of the first uh the first two they've both been licensed by funimation yeah. are being released right now so people can check them out dan kruger nova well sorry <laughs> sorry tennessee um let's see i think for me i'd have to say most of your picks are were definitely things i would say as well Definitely Gankutsu. If you if someone hasn't seen that, definitely go watch it. I've heard of some Do people. Do I have getting... to? <laughs> yes. It's getting re-released. You have, you have to. And the, 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 just the Christ, the all I gotta do is just listen to Solbro and, and Chris one day. And I've read the book already, so it's like <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a bit different from the book. Let yeah, me tell you that. Much. It's yeah, it's quite a bit different from the book. The ending is definitely quite a bit different, and. But I've kind of heard some people getting motion sick from the way the yeah. patterns move over things in that show, which I thought was kind of interesting. I'll tell you and, what, that would be a show I'd love to see re-released on, on Blu-ray. Easily. Yeah, definitely. Although that may be that may make people more motion sick. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, go ahead. hopefully not. Um, and I think another pick would, of mine would be Legend of the Galactic Heroes. Yeah. Which I've nice. started to get into and watched about the first season, and definitely at least you have to watch the first season. At, yeah. I'm not going to spoil it, but at the end of the first season, it was a real big shocker for me, and I haven't. Mo, mo, usually, anime and TV shows don't really have that big of a reaction to me when people things happen to people in the show, because you know it's not really happening to me, but to, like a fake character. But I generally, generally felt really upset and interestingly very angry at what happens at the end of the first series. I'm the, the only one here who knows exactly what Mamaru's talking about. <laughs> stir such emotion. I, I feel your pain. episodes. Yeah. Oh, stop whining, you little. Guy, <laughs> <laughs> how many like hours of anime do you watch a day? I don't know, a lot. <laughs> exactly. You could, you could blow through 110 episodes in like a week, probably, at the rate that you yeah. watch stuff. Probably, yeah. I'll have to wrap this up because yeah. uh, this call's gone on way too long. Oh, so yeah, uh, and we have two more people to do. We have two more people to do. <laughs> so thank you guys very much for the questions well, and uh, yeah. we'll talk to you later. Thank you. I'll talk to you later, talk to you later too. See you around. Thanks for having me on. Bye. Yeah. Stay cool, gentlemen. Peace. Bye. Bye. And next up on our call in is Andy. Introduce yourself. 
Uh, hey, I'm Andy. I'm from uh, the Great White North, Toronto. Yay. Um, I'm the newbus in the forums, but I'm mostly a lurker, so, you know, you probably wouldn't know me. Um, my question basically is, um, I have a couple, but I'll give my first one. Do you, do you guys judge a super robot show and like a real robot show using different criteria? Yeah, there's, there's usually different criteria, but a lot of new ones nowadays are hybrids of the, of the two. No, I, 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 I judge everything on how much I enjoy it. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, pretty much. There's, there's a distinct genre difference between and, super robot but, and, and real. I mean. But I, I, and but if, what difference does that matter? Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't make any difference no, to me. It, it, as long as the story is entertaining, oh, no, the characters I, are a little compelling, I'm not and the action is there. At all. I don't. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter if it's a, a super, a real, or oh, it doesn't super matter to me either. I love super and I love real. I, I love them both. There's so. some people that love just one or the other, but I mean, yeah, there are differences between the two. And it, nah, it, I, it, I, I honestly don't. Um, I'm probably the less critical when it comes to certain things of the three of us because. Mm-hmm. I just I, I like more just the big action and and, and if it, if I enjoy it, but um, you know other than that, um, you know I don't really see a difference. Mm. So Chris, I don't judge uh, robot or robot any different. So if it's good and I like it, that's that's it. Yeah, that's pretty much the criteria. So well, I I, I guess mm. I just expect different things from each. But um, no, I, I love them. I like them all the same. You expect I, I, failure. I, I've got super robot shows in my collection. I got real robot shows in my collection. I'm not I'm not turned off on either. So no, I, he's I've saying seen, do, you, good do, you, bad. do you review them in a different way though? I don't. Re- you mean? Oh no, no, I don't. Sorry. <laughs> well then. Way to listen to the question, Solbro. <laughs> Bully on exactly. me. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and in light of that, any other questions? <laughs> okay. Get them out while you're um, still online, or you disappear yeah, again. Line for that. Yeah. Peter blows up. Um, do you think the Gundam franchise is limited anyway due to the fact that one of its primary ways that a series is deemed successful is how many model kits it sells? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I think maybe in the past that was probably, it seems like it was more of a factor, but I, I, I don't think it's that big of a factor I mean, I just, now. Um, I, I, just I don't really have, know. Like, they use Gundams on it nowadays and that sort of thing, and they always have to have like five Gundams and, you know, that sort of like criteria. Yeah. I, I can see your point on that. and Yeah, I, I, I guess it is. There is kind of that limitation, but it also comes down to, too, that it is a franchise and, you know, just like in any of these fran- any franchise that you really have, if it's Mecha or not, there seems to be Common traits that they all exhibit, and it seems unfortunately, multiple Gundams and and midseason upgrades are the traits that are affecting most shows now. But Sobra, uh, yeah, I guess model sales do play a major role on I guess what's dictated on um, what mo- how many models or how many suits appear in the series. And as much as I hate to say, it's a a, a big deal because I I guess um, it's made it's made or broke. You know certain shows. I like models just fine, but to me, the the, the show itself is important. I, I hate to see its integrity ruined, but then again, this is business, so um, I guess it, it's a fine balance. It really is. Um, the, the one the one show that stands as a huge contradiction to that all is um, Turn A Gundam, where Tomino pretty much got his way. And although they had models, it wasn't the most successful model series, but um, it still was a great show, and I'd love to be able to see other shows with that freedom too. I would say, I mean. It's the same as it is with any other major mecha series. They're always going to be, you know, um, judged by how successful the uh, the model sales are. But in these days, there's more factors like side story mangas. Uh, big factor now is DVD and Blu-ray sales. Yeah. So those are starting to take away 
some of the importance of model kits because there's plenty of people who are watching mecha shows of both genders who may like the mecha show and they may buy like the manga and they buy the DVDs and all this stuff, but they don't build model kits and they're not going to buy those. So I think Bandai is realizing after Seed that uh, there's a wider audience that's interested in more than just model kits and given the high sales, the very high sales of DVDs for Seed and Destiny in Japan, uh, that's starting to factor in a lot. Okay. That was an outstanding question. Answer my question. <laughs> <laughs> but um, did you have any any other any other comments at all? I can't really, not really. I mean, I'm a big time Gundam mother myself, and um, I still like. It only kind of bugs I have to see like um, you know, it seems like you know, especially like in C and Destiny, all the I felt like there's always a ton of Gundams, never really any other really good suits. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I didn't like, but like. Story wise, I guess because some series like Double made a very old like that, you know, it also has a bunch of Gundams in it. I think it's up to the director mostly, not really like the uh, certain, then, you know, the Gundam model kits and cells yeah. to make this thing work. So He does get a lot of responsibility mm-hmm. being the storyteller and all. But thank you very much for the questions and for being on today, man. And, um, I'm glad to be on. Hey, I'm glad you could make it, man, after all the troubles that you were having. <laughs> we're making miracles happen. But, Don't uh, buy the Logitech headset. <laughs> Let's well, be our first sponsor. I hope, sponsor. hope won't get sued for anything for that, but man, <laughs> they're not listening. <laughs> you never know. Uh, now that I've said hey, that, hey, moving on up. Next up, we have um, Scott, and um, introduce yourself. Hey guys, um, I'm Scott. I go by the Foul Sorceress on hey. the forums. What's up? Hey, work, but I do try and post every now and again when something interests me. Mm-hmm. Living up in Toronto. Enviously, you guys in Florida. I'm just getting out of 12 hours of snow. Ooh. Yep, that sucks. <laughs> I, can, I can relate. Yeah, we were, we were in like the mid-40s last <laughs> night, and then it's like 75 right now, so it's nice and chill. It's sunny. The 40s was freezing for us. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> we hate you right now. <laughs> Forties is like summer for them. Yeah, don't don't feel too bad. You're not the uh, you're not the laughing stock of your country. Oh, so ouch. you know, Florida's we're pretty much the laughing stock of the country now. Every so. day. No, now that's Minnesota. <laughs> oh, nice. is it Minnesota? Yeah, okay. that's Minnesota. They took the belt. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, go ahead with your question. All right. Um, there's been some rumors floating around about uh, something more from Code Geese. Uh, I'd just like to ask what you expect to see from that and sort of a wish list of what you'd like for uh, more Code Geese. Uh, hmm. Solbro, go with that one because I'm sure you got it already planned out. Well, I mean, with... Oh, you're funny. Uh, <laughs> no, if, if, Revolves of the Revolution. Yeah, Revolves <laughs> of the Revolution. If, if they do make a follow-up to Code Geass, I would love it to be something generational where um, it's going to... You still have CC in the show, but I'd like to have it a whole new cast, a whole new mean time. mean C2? Um, C, uh, sorry, I always say CC. That's a bad thing. Um, yeah, it's a pizza C, place. C, yeah, it is, isn't it? Which is, which is oddly fitting. <laughs> but no, C2, um, I would love to see her in the series be the same, um, play the same role where she... Give someone a guess who's going to change the world. Um, I don't know for the better or for the worse, but you know, just to have Revolves. a whole new cast of characters that might be ca- connected yeah. to the original set, but let it be generations later. That's what I would like to see. I'd like Cornelia's counterattack. Would you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, to be honest with you, it doesn't really bother me. I don't really care if they do one or not. I think it was a good story. I think in some ways it might be one of these things that's better left alone. But if if they are going to do something like they have stated, that probably the best thing to do is either do something 
many years in the past or many, many years in the future. Because, um, you know, I, I just don't, I, I think the course was run with that lot of characters. And, um, you know, even though, you know, people want to know every little bit that these people have for breakfast and lunch and all that, uh, it's just, I, I don't know. I just, I think it would cheapen things, to be honest. But, Chris? As much as I liked Code Geass, uh, I really don't care one way or another if there is more or yeah. if there isn't. Um, I just want to see a totally different cast. Yeah. It sounds but, like a plan. <laughs> but uh, any other questions or comments, Scott? Just got to say, really like the show, and hope to hear my voice on internet radio in the future. <laughs> <laughs> All well, right! This, this, will, this, will probably, this will probably be out, what, by April Fool's Day? Maybe. Yeah, okay. Maybe. <laughs> you, you believe in your soul, bro. <laughs> Don't believe in yourself. Believe in the soul, bro. We believe in you. Yeah. Don't uh, disappoint all these people, soul, bro. <laughs> Now, now you now you won't just have me and Chris asking you when the um <laughs> when the episodes you're gonna get e- emails left and right about um stuff so but um <laughs> well thank you sorceress for the kind words <laughs> moving on the hod hello the hod coming from Orlando with us and uh, Orlando, Orlando hello you're on the line from another residence <laughs> well welcome here is the hod from Megatalk here in Orlando and uh, AKA Florida America's Wang. <laughs> I got two questions, but uh, the first one is, when you were talking about the Tamino discussion, yeah. one thing I did come up uh, thinking about was, Tamino has an obsession with women who threaten to get the hero laid. <laughs> um, you have Chara, who's like rubbing herself up against like Judo. Mm-hmm. Then in victory, you have uh, Lupe, who is basically Lu- is uh, <laughs> gives... <laughs> she was so basically gives a bath. Uso like um the interrogation via soap suds. Yeah. And then um you know, that's in, the uh, best ter- interrogation ever. If, yeah. if if the US government did its all its interrogations like that, we would have a much better image in this world. Yeah. Gives waterboarding a new meaning. It yes. does. Oh. <laughs> and then the third one is uh Tedela Tele or uh, from Turn A. Yeah. Who seems to rub up on everyone she meets. Hey, she has assets and she knows how to use them. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, maybe, um, I don't know, he, he does have certain types of characters that kind of repeat in series that he's, you know, that that, that have come and gone. Um, I'm not sure what his deal is. I know he, um, maybe he, at, at one time he objectified women in that way. I don't know, because um, if you look at his career back with those earlier series all the way up to, say, Turn A Gundam, where he had some fully realized female characters in that series. And he's had some in other previous series too. I, even though Teleth is a throwback to that in that show, you know, it, 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 it it's, I guess it wouldn't be so much a bad thing. It gets us a, it's a, it's a, it harkens, harkens back to his old school days. But who knows? Um, I, I, I like seeing those characters, and I was, a, I was a big fan of Shara. And, you know, she was, um, she was, she was always a pleasure to see. And nuts. Let's not forget totally that. outrageous, wasn't she? <laughs> Shara, who looked like like she got uh, rejected from uh, the Gem auditions. Yes, yeah. indeed. That's what I was saying. Wasn't Gem totally outrageous? She was. Yeah. Tell who was nice until she got uh, ganked by uh, Herman Munster. Ooh, yeah. yeah, he did. She did, didn't she? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what Tamino's deal is. I think it's just um, he just had a bad experience with women, I think, in his life because in a lot of ways, especially during the Gundam works, he sees them as like very manipulative, backstabbing people that just 
use their sexuality to get what they want. And that's kind of the, that's kind of the thing that I get with a lot of those characters. So I don't know if I can't speak for him, but I don't know if it just seems like maybe he had some type of traumatic experience as a, as a child or a young adult or something. So Man. Uh, maybe he's just he was just a, a shy guy and a horn dog. I don't know. Yeah, something <laughs> that too. But uh, any other question there or comment? Hot or the? Yeah, I, was, I was thinking about uh, also mobile armors. Uh, have we ever seen any mobile armors throughout the entire entirety of Gun Gundam ever survive? <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think. A chunk of the Dendrobium yeah. survived. Did it the meteors they survived, didn't they? Yeah. Aren't they? They would be more of a mobile Destiny, armor. Destiny, they did. There were multiple meteors. Yeah, because in Destiny they had a flawless victory. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Because there is that kind of stigma that if you get issued a moment armor, you're kind of marked for death. Well, the best example of that being uh, the uh, the broken out used by Pipinidin in Victory. <laughs> yeah. That just as it was launching to go into battle, Crazy Lupe like kamikaze herself. Yeah. into it and it blew up before it even ever got to launch That's yeah terrible. that is true <laughs> do you count the ball um, mo- the ball did have that one victory in um 08th ms team 8th ms team man that was yeah, like the took ball out Zaku. Right there. now in the chat i forgot who asked but or who who said but someone brought up a good point was the mobius zero yeah it's a mobile armor <laughs> it survived and it survived only for it only survived because they st- it only survived because they stopped using it. Well, yeah, because they... <laughs> well, it was really piloted by Moo. Well, they also went down to Earth. He didn't... And then they stopped using it. Yeah. They just sat in the anger for, like, years. And by the time like they the went dust. back to the Earth, or went back up to space, he had the strike. But <laughs> I think that's about it. To <laughs> I think that's about it there. Any other questions or comments? Nah, I'm out of material there. All right. Well, I, I have uh, qu- Go ahead. Oh, sorry, quick comment, just for the whole show. I'm really looking forward to the Destiny segment. I think it's going to have a lot of laughs. laughs. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. yeah that's... It's, it's, it'll be something. I, I can guarantee it'll that. Be, yeah. and, uh, Downright ruthless. By the way, I, I, I keep... Uh, more ruthless than G-Savior. Oh, my that's what God. I was asking. Oh, my God. The unfortunate <laughs> thing is we, won't, we, won't, we really won't have a punching bag like Peter. Oh, man. To do combos off. <laughs> it'll be a blanket party for that series. Yeah. <laughs> I have um I have a quick question that um Wingnut wanted us to ask since he couldn't join us here today. Right. Um, it's just this is it. Um, is there any voice actor, English or Japanese, that is of high enough caliber, or just a personal favorite that you would watch an anime that they ha- that they voice a character in, even if that anime wouldn't normally be something you would be interested in watching? What was that? As I'm trying to, my dog is trying to give me his ball. No problem. That's Basically, is there is there is. is there English is there English or Japanese VA? That you would watch an anime series for that you originally had no interest in seeing. Um, I guess the only one I could think of is a dude that does Char's voice. If you hear his, yeah. if you hear his voice, you know it's probably a decent show. I would watch anything he's in. Yeah, which includes most recently Gogo Thirteen. He plays a masked cult leader. I'm no not way! Kidding. I need to get I'm back on that. Uh, masked blonde cult leader. Oh, jeez. I mean, does, 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 does that sound like anything you've heard of? I, I'm sure he had trouble with that role. <laughs> I'm sure he had a lot of uh, trouble, like, you know, getting into the mind of the character who's in the mask. Yeah. He sure did. All right, picture this. You're you're an, a European guy with blonde hair and a mask. <laughs> who's had a tragic and past. And a lot of people worship and, and And has a tragic past. Yeah. Go. <laughs> But uh, all right. Well, well, I mean, um, yes, that's it. 
I have, I have, I have two. I have Romy Paku. Oh yeah, um, yeah. That she's like, if if I hear she's in something, I'll check it out. Um, she's the voice of Laron, and um, of course, um, other voices. Um, Ed, Ed, Edward Elric and Fullmetal Alchemist as well. Um, in English, I would probably say um, Slurpee Steve. Yeah, Slurpee nah, Spike, man. Spike would be like the first choice for most people, but um. I like um, Richard Cancino a lot. Like I said, we mentioned him earlier. Um, if I hear he's in the show and he's like the lead, it's usually it, it's been interesting. He was the voice of Kenshin. Um, he was also in our Justice Oma I mentioned earlier, and um, he, he's a he's he's got a real interesting voice and he does great work every time he shows up. And he plays eccentric characters most of the time, so I'd say I'd check that out. That's my answer. I gotta put out a word for for my man, who Crispin Freeman. Crispin yeah. Oh yeah. I'd have to say I'd have to say English wise, I would say um the chick that does the major. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mary McGlynn. Yeah, because yeah. she does the major in Cornelia and she's done a couple other she was actually in the Kenshin series, I think, too, for she's a couple up. different things. I think she was the pirate girl in like the first arc. Exactly. But um yeah, that that'd be about it for me. Thank you, Wignet. You're here in spirit, if anything. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Gentlemen, thank you all for being here on the show today and all our past participants in the, um, the earlier calls we took. Thank you all for being here and, 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 and humbling us with your questions. And thank you. Uh, any, you guys have anything else to add? Thank you. Great thank job. You the, thank you for waiting. Yeah, it does. Best podcast ever. Well, yeah. thank you all. It, it helps uh, when I'm building my gun plot. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I do too with it, actually. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we got to get going because we got other things that we still have to do. <laughs> but um, so we'll yeah, be back in so much for an hour. Yeah. And we'll be back in just a few moments on Gundam at MAHQ. Start talking and talk fast, you lousy bum. We've been frantically trying to reach you, dude. Where is my Gundam money, you bum? Well, well we... I, 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 I don't... They did not receive the money, you nitwit! They did not receive the money! Her life was in your hands! This is our concern, dude. No, man, nothing is f here. Nothing is f No, man. The goddamn plane has crashed into the mountain! Need a cake, but you don't want something boring from the local supermarket or bakery? In the South Florida area, try EpicSugarWorks.com. This bakery specializes in creating cakes based off of your favorite anime series, video game character, or whatever custom design you're looking for. Their online store also features anime and video game themed chocolate lollipops, as well as gift certificates if you want to give something to somebody. So if you're looking for a cake that's above the norm, go to EpicSugarWorks.com. It's epically delicious. Alright! Nothing! Shush! I have been having a very bad day! Just got out of jail this morning! Already I have been shot at! I was on the bus that flipped over 17 times! Bitch tried to stab me in the bathroom! But somebody blew up my Porsche! I am in a bad goddamn mood! Now I usually don't jump in when somebody's getting beat down! But this man, Jack Cates, is going to help me straighten out the rest of my day. Now I suggest you all back up and let us go about our business. Because you got a gun? No, because I have a gun and I'll pop a cap in your ass.
All right, everybody. Uh, thank you for joining us for episode 28 of Gundam at MAHQ. In this episode, we did the long-anticipated and very successful live call-in show with some of the listeners of Gundam. And we just want to thank everybody for their responses, uh, their eagerness, and their patience. It's a lot more successful than what we thought, and we appreciate it. And we hope to do one in the future. And we'll definitely let you guys know when that's coming. And also in this episode, uh, we only covered the two topics, the 15th installment of Gundam Roundup, which is the long-awaited G-Savior, the live action, the first and only and hopefully last uh, <laughs> live action adaptation of anything Gundam uh, released back during the Gundam Big Bang uh, celebration. And we're joined in that with uh, a past contributor, Pedo Bear North, i.e. Destiny Gundam, Peter from you know, the Great White North, and everything was great there. Solbro, uh, tell us the people where you, they can contact us. You can reach us at Gundam.net, the main website for the podcast. Of course, MAHQ.net, the mother of all mecha websites. Megatalk.net, the official forum for MAHQ, and you'll also find the forum for Gundam.net there. Um, you can reach us by email by sending us any messages at GundamMAHQ at gmail.com. And um, also you can find us on iTunes and Zoom and also on my, MySpace and Facebook. Just, wow. search, just search Gundam. Wow, that's a lot of stuff. It is. Um, Chris, any news from MHQ before we go? Not this time. Okay. But um, for myself, uh, Solbro and Chris, uh, just want to thank everybody for joining us for episode 28. And we'll be back in two weeks with episode 29. And see you guys later. The air in here's gotten pretty thin. You better get out while you can. But what will happen to you, Casfall? I've realized that I can't let the zombie family off. I'm gonna make them pay. Gundam at MHQ's a Shinjuku Station in MHQ production. I'm always running into the ladies' bathroom. I can't read! I signed my name with an X! I almost tried to make mashed potatoes with laundry detergent! I think I voted for 